the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. Thanks for being here. 888-900-3393. It is the... 17th anniversary today of September 11th, 2001. Just hard to believe. It's going on 20 years. We are closer to to, uh, 2030 than we are 2001. It's just uh, hard to imagine. Hard to imagine. Um, Remembering today how we felt that day. And it felt as though the world had changed forever. I'll never forget that feeling that, wow, we have, this is a completely new world. This has really brought us together and galvanized the United States of America. This has reminded us of everything that's important in life. And we'll never take each other for granted again. Well, it lasted about three weeks. And we went right back to where we were bickering, yelling about uh, warmongers, calling the president a traitor, you know, all the things <clears throat> that we've done since and and more so. It's it's really sad because <clears throat> 9-12, I, I, that feeling was pretty, I mean, while we were injured, we were wounded, we were licking our wounds, we were in mourning, uh, we were incredibly saddened by the loss of so many American lives. But we were also bolstered by that feeling that, okay, now we're together. <clears throat> We've remembered what's important to us. We've remembered that we're all Americans and we all have the same general goal in mind. We might have different belief on how to get there, but we all want to get to the same place. And then literally, the, I mean, the next month we're at each other's throats again. And since then, I mean, it's just gotten worse. So I guess the question I would ask is, are we complacent again? Have we, have we forgotten what can happen to us? Should we? Another question I'd like to ask. Should we have gone to war with Iraq? Do you still support that? And Afghanistan? 888 you know, in the subsequent years, <clears throat> I have, I, I don't know, it's, it's confused me a little bit because I, I, I see that the, the wars are not fought the way we fought World War II. They're just, they're fought to a draw. They're fought to uh, give them a reciprocal response. We don't want to do anything that is uh, extraordinary. We don't, uh, we don't ever want to uh, run the risk of casualties to civilians. If you do that, why uh, everybody in the world turns against you and you can't get anything done. And so with that mindset, um, war is... I don't know. Is it worth fighting? 
because you're forever in this perpetual state of war where you don't do anything decisive. And if you do, you're condemned for it. And then afterwards, the the nation building begins. And we're trying to build a nation that doesn't want to be built, at least not the way we're trying to build it. We're trying to install freedom where they don't want freedom. So did that turn out to be worth it? 888 thirty three ninety three. I read a fascinating article from Mike Rowe yesterday. He weighed in on the controversy over Nike's new ad campaign with Colin Kaepernick. Um, and he was responding to a question from somebody who followed him on, <clears throat> I think, Twitter or Facebook. I don't know. But the post was entitled, We're Going to Do Something. Uh, the person asked him, you've been really quiet about the Kaepernick PR disaster at Nike. Any thoughts? And so Mike Rowe said, well, Nike's free to celebrate whomever they wish. And Kaepernick is entitled to his opinion, kneeling, standing, or lying down. But if I was going to put somebody, someone's face on a billboard, someone who epitomized bravery and sacrifice... I might have gone another way, especially this time of year. I might have gone with this guy, Tom Burnett. Tom's last act on earth was the most courageous, one of the most courageous things imaginable. And his last words to his wife, Dina, are among the most inspiring I've ever heard. Those exact words are at the top of this page and at the bottom. They were spoken 17 years ago under conditions I hope to never experience. I'll never forget Tom's last words. I hope you won't either. And then he provided a transcript of the call from Tom Burnett, who was on United Flight 93, to his wife, Dina, who was at home waiting for her husband to return. Tom said, we're waiting until we're over a rural area. We're going to take back the plane. His wife, Dina, said, no, sit down, be still, be quiet, and don't draw attention to yourself. Tom, Dana, if they're going to crash this plane into the ground, we're going to have to do something. What about the authorities? We can't wait for the authorities. I don't know what they could do anyway. It's up to us. I think we can do it. Dina, what do you want me to do? Tom, pray, Dina. Just pray. Then Dina responds, I love you. And Tom finishes with, don't worry. We're going to do something. And they did. They did something. And uh, they all paid for it with their lives. But uh, just a great post from Mike Rowe to remind you about some of the heroism. Uh, some of the things that we too often don't think about and we, we forget on 9-11. I mean, the absolute best bringing out the best in people when their lives are on the line, when other people's lives are on the line. One of the reasons they acted was because by now, the other three planes had slammed into their targets and uh, the word was getting out to the passengers on the plane that uh, this might be 
destined for, who knows, the Capitol building in Washington, D.C. And that's what they weren't going to, they weren't going to allow that to happen. They weren't going to allow it to uh, get to a, an urban area where people would be killed other than them. Just an incredible story and, and uh, incredible people. And people who really know about sacrifice. Not a guy who went from, wouldn't, wouldn't even consider going from $7 million to $5 million to play football. That's the sacrifice uh, he was asked to make. And he said no to. <laughs> uh, amazing. Uh, so, you're going to put him on your campaign? Or would you, would you choose a person like uh, Tom Burnett? Pretty much a, uh, a no-brainer, I would say. 888 But, yeah, again, it's just incredible to think that that was 17 years ago today. You know, we, th- we were just thinking back on uh, all the things we were talking about on September 8th, 9th, and 10th. And we were following one of the biggest stories um, in the history of Houston, Texas. And that was the murder of Andrea Yates's children as she drowned them in a bathtub, all five of them. And the fallout from that was going on, I mean, virtually every day for months. Every day. And then along came uh, 9-11, which was oof, even more tragic. Yeah, but yeah. We were, we were together on that, uh, on that particular 9-11. Yes, we were. Uh, Keith, and nothing's changed. We're in the same room once again, 17 years later. You say that like that's a problem. <clears throat> no, like no, being in the no, same room what? with me? What? No, I mean, no. Where did you get that impression? <laughs> because well, the way you said it. What really? You said. No, that's, I mean, come on. Yeah, so we had Gary Condit was in the news with uh, Chandra Levy missing. Oh, that's right. Up in Washington, D.C. We had that's uh, right. Andrea Yates, of course. They were, mm-hmm. and, and this was the outrage. Think of the things that outrage us today. Jeez. And back then, it was a candlelight vigil for Andrea Yates, not for her children. Right. And we were beside ourselves. We're like, what in the world? Mm-hmm. Um, but something else that was going on at that time that, that I, I recall was the Catholic Church uh, abuse scandal. There was one back then as well. Wow. That's, that's come back around. Yeah. So some things, I guess, never change. I don't know. Um, but... Uh, Man, that was a day that, that uh, like you said, it, it changed us for, what, a couple of weeks? A couple of weeks. And the thing mm-hmm. that, that I remember, I remember it was exactly, I think it was the Friday. It was two and a half weeks after it happened. The first little, little um, can I say chink in the armor? No, crack in the dam was Tom Daschle saying, so when are you going to do something, Mr. President? When are you going to attack somebody for this? That's when it started. Can you believe it? It was warmongering Democrats. <laughs> How Amazing. things changed. Oh, my gosh. Really something. And virtually all of the Democrats supported attacking Afghanistan, by the way. They supported going to war in the Middle East. And, you know, now everybody, oh, I was not for that. That was everybody else. And and there's all the equivocating and lying and uh, backtracking on all that stuff now. But back at but back at that time, mm-hmm. everybody was pretty much on the same page. I've often wondered if 537 votes had been different in the state of Florida back in November of 2000, how would the post 9/11 world been 
under a President Al Gore. Completely different. Completely different. Uh, I don't think we would have done it. I, I don't think we would have done anything. Nothing. I, I, would there have been retaliation in any way? I doubt it. Not from Al Gore. Yeah, that would have been very, very different. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh if fake news was a product, it'd probably be a superfood. Why? Well, look at your superfood container. It has a supplement facts panel, which means it's made from extracts instead of real food. With the goal of creating a real superfood specially designed to enhance your health and help you reach your full potential. A team of top physicians gathered to form Brickhouse Nutrition, and they they created Field of Greens. Field of Greens is real superfood, and the difference that sets it apart can be seen right on the bottle. It has a nutrition facts panel because it's real food. Put simply, Field of Greens didn't go off the cliff with the rest of the industry. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real, certified, vegan, vegetarian, and USDA organic fruits and vegetables, complete with antioxidants. It's a daily clean green energy that fuels your body for a healthier and happier lifestyle. And it really works. It's really good stuff. Go to BrickHousePat.com, try Field of Greens today, get 10% off a month's supply when you use the offer code PAT. BrickHousePat.com. That's BrickHousePat.com. Offer code PAT. Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here. Yeah, welcome. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, there's this is good news. Um, huge increase in Bangladeshi illegal alien border crossings into Texas. That's great. There's just been there's only been a hundred Bangladeshis coming into the country in the past few weeks. I wouldn't worry about it. And that's good news? Yeah, it's great news. It's great news. Because you started off by saying that was <laughs> good news. And I was well, like, the more the merrier, isn't it? Isn't that our theory, our theory now? Okay. Just come on in. Okay. Ollie, ollie, all come free. Here we go. On September 7th, Laredo sector agents apprehended a group of five illegal immigrants who crossed the Rio Grande River, uh, the Rio Grande River border area, because there's no, there's no wall there. There's no fencing there. There's just no? the river. Um, so they crossed the border with Mexico into the Santa Rita subdivision of Laredo. The agents interviewed the group and learned that they came to the U.S. from Bangladesh. The Bangladeshis consisted of two juveniles and three adults. The latest arrests bring the total for the fiscal year 2018 to 622. A few weeks ago, Breitbart, Texas reported on the number of arrests at 520 after agents arrested more than 20 Bangladeshi nationals. I'm sure they're all just looking for a better life here. Yeah, they're yeah, just yeah. the good, decent, hardworking people. That's all. Mm-hmm. Since that time, more than 100 Bangladeshis were arrested in the Laredo sector alone. Hmm. That's good news. The huh. rate of apprehensions in the Laredo sector has accelerated over the past few months. If the trend continues, 
There could be more than 700 arrested before the fiscal year ends in September. Isn't that wonderful? The 622 Bangladeshis arrested this fiscal year compares to the previous annual total of just 181. But that's only an increase of 244%. Don't worry about it. So wait, what's the most direct route? Like if you wanted to come here from Bangladesh and you wanted to go via Mexico. Like you just... Don't know. Are you just sailing to Mexico and fly into Mexico and then then walking? Uh, Laredo Sector Acting Chief Patrol Agent Jason Owens previously told Breitbart that uh, the Laredo Sector is targeted because of the lack of the physical border. He said his sector has more than 170 miles of unprotected river border with no fencing, no wall. He said that uh, the Mexican cartel, known as Los Zetas, this is a wonderful group of people. Here we go. Yeah, now, there we go. Okay. These are great people. Uh-huh. Uh, these are people started out with, um, I think, 70, 75 people that were trained by the CIA in uh, specialized war techniques and combat. And they were trained to fight against the cartels. And then the cartels purchased them. And then those 70 people who are now uh, bought and paid for by the uh, one of the Gulf, the Gulf cartel or the Sinaloa cartel, I can't remember which, they took those 70 guys and they trained 700 more. And they trained another 700 until now there's thousands of Los Zetos all trained essentially directly or indirectly by the United States CIA. I would like to point out <clears throat> that you started this story by saying... Good news? You got good news for us. Yeah. Doesn't sound like good news at all, like on any front <laughs> really? whatsoever. Huh. You <laughs> must not be a Democrat. Um, so that's why, they're all, uh, that's why they're all crossing where they are. And it's mostly young Bangladeshis between the ages of 18 and 35... And here's the the really cool thing. They pay up to $27,000 each to be smuggled into the United States. $27,000? Why don't you take that money and support your family with it if you're just good, decent, hardworking people? What do you mean? So you're you're taking that money and you're paying some coyote to smuggle you across the border. And you're spending your life savings on it rather than support your family with it? Yeah, I think we What kind of sense does that make? Answered my earlier question of how they're getting here. It would be uh, through first class, obviously. I mean, that's unreal. We're told, oh, they don't have any other way or means by which they can support their family. They must come here. Mm-hmm. But you're paying $27,000 to get here? That goes a long way in Bangladesh. I guarantee you that. Goes a long way in Mexico. A really long way. So if you have thousands of dollars, and it costs the Mexicans thousands too, then use it to support your family and stay where you are. Wow. Where are they getting that money? Where are they getting that kind of money? You know how much that, I mean, that's a lot of money to a person from Bangladesh. That's a lot of money here. Yeah, that's uh, 2.2 million takas. I don't know what that gets you over there. But, uh... 2.2 million takas? Yeah, Bangladeshi t- 
Takas, T A K A. Mm, wow. Don't act like you're not up on your world no, currencies, totally, third world nations. Totally up on my Bangladeshi currency. Let's see. Cost of living. I'm going to look up the cost of living there in old Bangladesh. Oh, right. you got to believe. I mean, as luxurious as things are there, it's got to be pricey. Well, let's just say you wanted to live in a typical, oh. just one bedroom <laughs> apartment in the middle of Dhaka. Okay. What would it's it cost me? $152 per month to rent. $152 a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So So $27,000. That's would, a lot of months rent. It last you a while. That could uh Yeah. They make 50 cents an hour there. Um, okay, so if you're making 50 cents an hour on average, where are you getting $27,000? That's a heck of a question, man. That's fascinating. Hmm. I don't know. And nobody ever talks about that. Nobody ever talks about what they pay to be smuggled in because it is incredibly expensive. And what kind of personal debt do they owe whoever funded that right. trip? That's right. When they get here, okay, look, yeah. I'll get you to America. But once you get here, you're going to have to do whatever. <clears throat> mm, not good. Well, if that's what's going on, then that's not good either. You, you know it's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's probably something that's not legal, I would assume. Um, you know, since you're making deals with people who are a little bit uh, iffy around the edges, perhaps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jeez, that's just amazing. And it doesn't. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about the fact that people are coming from the Middle East. People are coming from countries where mm, there's a lot of uh, anti-American sentiment. Don't worry about any of that. Just leave the border wide open and let them come as they will. And if you don't want to do that, then you're obviously a hater and a xenophobe, jingoistic, and um, I like that word. You don't deserve to live. I like the word jingoistic. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna it's use that later today. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, feel free. Thank you. Then we have to put up with people uh, like Maxine Waters <sighs> babbling about. Uh, I mean, she's doubled down, tripled down on on. Uh, Everything she has said about making Trump supporters feel unwelcome wherever they are. Um, here she is talking about this. She's uh, receiving an award from Stonewall Young Democrats in Los Angeles. Um, and she doubled down on everything she said previously. We don't ask permission to protest. That's right. That's right. We protest. That's right. That's right. Yeah. 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 Understand that we have to make America hear us and see us and understand that we all have something to say. And so I probably uh, will have a conversation with Diane and we'll talk about it. And I'll, um, I'll say to Diane, remember, uh, there are those who said uh, that we lacked civility when I got up and talked about uh, the president's cabinet, and I said, if you see him anywhere, <laughs> if you see him at a restaurant, if you see him in a department store, even at a gasoline station, just tell him you're not welcome here anywhere. Gosh. Are you people Americans? Are you seriously Americans? And you're cheering that. Just tell them if you see them anywhere in public that they're not welcome anywhere i'm sorry no that's un-american that's absolutely un-american she goes on to say and so it frightened 
frightened a lot of people. And of course, the lion president said that I had threatened all of his constituents. I did not threaten his constituents and his supporters. I do that all the time, but I didn't do it that time. I can't. Can you, you do it all that you do threaten his constituents and supporters all the time. Oh, and she admits it. So, <laughs> I mean, and then she has the, the nerve to uh, deny that she's talking about violence. Of course she is. She says she wakes up in the morning thinking, I'm going to get him. Meaning Trump. I'm going to get him. I, how does she continue to have a position in the U.S. government? Wow. Amazing. 888 Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight, 933.93. And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, let's go to Neil in Arizona. Hey, Neil, you're on the Blaze. Howdy, hey, God bless. Um, I worked with uh, three guys that came over from Bangladesh. One overstayed his visa, the two came legally. And one of the guys owned the gas station, and uh, this guy had uh, like 40 American flags around him. He'd sponsor other Bangladeshis, only legal. And uh, those guys loved America. They were just so thrilled to be here. And uh, they were they were actually pretty pissed off when people had put down the U.S. Uh, they said they had it better than they ever thought they would and back home. They were sending money, of course, back home to take care of people. You know, 10 bucks would go a long way. Um, the big problem I'm worried about now is everybody's talking about skill level from what people bring into the country. Yeah. When the Democrats actually help and, and ask people to come across the border, what kind of skill levels are they bringing? Are they bringing something that they could do in the yard work, they could do something in the factory, or are they going to bring a chemist or an engineer to do some destructive things? Are they smuggling right. things dope across? Are they bringing weapons across? Or are they bringing good tidings, you know? That's a big problem with what they're doing. These these three guys I knew were just, just delighted to have freedom and liberty. That's great. And I, I'm glad to hear that. Appreciate it. Thanks, uh, Neil. But you just, you never know, right? That's the problem. In a country that's 91% uh, Islam, you, you don't know who's going to be an extremist and who's going to be uh, grateful to be here in America and love the country. Um, maybe more than some natives love the country. So that's the problem. That's why we need to get a grip on the border. We, we don't know who's coming here. We don't know what their goal is. We don't know what their intentions are. We don't know their skill set. We don't know anything about them. And that, again, is the problem. Uh, that makes for a dangerous situation. More than half of Bangladesh's population is composed of farmers, Pat. This is a Bangladeshi fun fact for you there. That was a fun fact. Thank you, like you for that, that Keith. Yeah. I wondered. I wonder what the agricultural uh, percentage is. Well, and despite the the prevalence of farmers in Bangladesh, its export earnings come mainly from the garments industry. Ah, 
So, uh, definitely, yeah, definitely, you know, definitely some some good. As skills. I think about that, mm-hmm. you, when you look at tags, there once in a while your clothing will say "Made in Bangladesh." Mm. Hmm. Yeah. Another fun fact. Thank you, Keith. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should uh, seek out some more fun facts about Bangladesh. That's well, I really, mean, that's great. I mean, there, there's more than two thousand periodicals and daily newspapers published in Bangladesh. However, huh. the country's mm-hmm. average constant readership is only at fifteen percent. Oh wow! So that seems Wait, like the a, average constant readership. So, in other words, there's a lot of lot of publications getting nobody reading them. <laughs> huh. uh, but that is a boy. Here's another fun fact that you've already alluded to here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the pr- predominant religion in Bangladesh mm-hmm. is Islam. Yes, eighty eight point three percent of the population adhering no. to that faith. It's a different uh, uh, percentage than I just saw, but okay. Okay. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I thought you said ninety percent. That's close. Yeah, it was ninety percent. Okay, so 1.7% off, tomato, tomato. Mm -hmm. 96% are Sunni, 3% are Shia, and a fraction of our Ahmadiyas. Ahmadiyas? Yeah, you knew that. Ahmadiyas. (laughs) A-H-M-A-D. Like rock me, Ahmadiyas? Don't be ridiculous. (laughs) I wasn't thinking that at all. Pat. All right. Uh, Here's a fun fact. Okay. Unless you live in South Africa. Oh. There's about 57 murders a day in South Africa. Um, we've been talking off and on about South Africa and there seems to be, you know, there seems to be some disagreement about how bad the situation is there. Now, whether this is, has anything to do with race, I I don't think so. This just happens to be a very violent country, uh, where their murder rate rose again last year. Over 20,000 people were murdered. This is in a country of 55, 55 million people. That's more murders than happened in the United States of America. With one-sixth the population. Just to put it into perspective. Just really, wow. I mean, that is something else. 57 murders a day. Uh, it borders close to a war zone. While this is a you know nation at peace, supposedly, there's no war in South Africa. South Africans must not take it as a norm that they can be hijacked, robbed, and killed every day. We have to pick up the ball and change the situation for the better, according to uh, their police minister. Yeah, I, I would uh, say so. Uh, South African police often come under fire for fail- failing to bring down crime levels, while police chiefs are saying... They need at least 62,000 more officers. Wow. That seems to be the problem pretty much everywhere, though, a shortage of, of police. Uh, there's certainly a, a shortage of thousands of police right now in Dallas. Uh, so it's amazing what, what, what a difference a police presence makes. It really does matter. It, that you have the right number of uh, police officers in your area. 888 ESPN has a new leader, and uh, they are uh, the new leader, Jimmy Pitaro, is starting to make some, some big-time changes at ESPN. First of all, uh, if you tuned in last night to see the Monday night doubleheader, you know they changed the crew. John Gruden left, went back to coaching, and so they... Uh, completely changed their lineup. 
which I didn't like anyway. So this is great. Joe Tessitore and uh, Jason Witten are the lead announcers now. Jason Witten, of course, tight end from probably a future Hall of Famer from the Dallas Cowboys, just retired, and he's now in the broadcast booth. Pitaro, um was named the company's president in March, and he is resetting the network's relationship with the NFL, and he is also rebuilding ESPN's daytime lineup and bringing SportsCenter back to prominence. It's kind of what built the company in the first place. You would think, yeah, it's a good idea. And then the other thing he's trying to do is to get the announcers to stop talking politics. Wait, what? Yeah. Well, that's where I go to ESPN. Right. I go there for my political news and opinions. That's, and now do i got to really? be retrained now? <laughs> yeah, you do. Because I've been trained yeah. over the last five, ten years. I know. Huh. I know. Yeah, you know what they're going to try to do now? What? Sports. Uh, come on. What? <laughs> Is that it's weird? 2018. Nothing makes sense anymore. Yeah. He said, we are swiftly retreating from offering commentary on political and social issues. And we're going to reestablish the prominence of bread and butter highlights. Wait, sports highlights or political highlights? <laughs> I love that this is so out in the open, too. I know. He's, you know, it's not, I know. We don't have to sit here a few months from now and go, you know what? I just thought of something. It's... So it's December. Great. It's been a pretty good football season. It hasn't been any like an annoying, you know, commentary on politics during my games. That's by design, uh-huh. apparently. Wow. It's not great. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got a guy who understands. Hey, you know what? ESPN. It's the Entertainment and Sports Network. <laughs> Maybe we should act like it. Too bad nobody went to MTV, the top of the chain there, and said, "Hey, you know what MTV stands for? Music television." Huh. It doesn't stand for reality television. That would be RTV. This is MTV. <laughs> it's amazing. So I love the fact that they're getting back to sports and they're telling the guys, the, all the anchors, knock it off. Okay? We're not here to talk politics, so stop talking politics. Yeah. Well. That makes so much sense. That's good. That's good news. Um, however, I am going to hold him accountable for the decision of... Uh Beth Moen being the announcer for the early Monday night football game last night. Well, she, I see. I missed the one. I wondered who did the first one. Beth Mullen. Oh, that's M O. Yeah. Moen. M O W I N with the voice that I, cannot. I know. I know. First of all, if, if we, before, let, let's first start, of all, right. Let's start right out of the gate. Susie Colbert. Great. Okay. Mm-hmm. I really like her. Okay. So this yeah, isn't the a sideline reporter. Yes. This isn't a sexist thing at all. Okay. <laughs> because Susie used to have the man voice going. And then she realized, hey, nobody needs you to sound like a dude. Just speak. Mm-hmm. And it was fine when she figured out you don't have to sound like a guy. Mm-hmm. Beth never got that memo. No. And she's terrible. She, and, and she's, she's terrible. And her cadence is terrible. She's terrible. Her disc- <sighs> and I, I, I don't know if it's a sexist thing and I'm just not used to that. Or if she's just really terrible, because it's... She's terrible. It's just terrible. She's terrible. That's why I wanted to make it clear out of the gate. This wasn't a sexist thing. It's, mm-hmm. She's just... She's terrible. And she... It's hard, because you can't compare speak. her to many, because there's just so few. Yeah. Uh, and, and I don't know of a good woman play-by-play football announcer, you know? And we're so used to it. Is it terrible of us to think? I, I don't know. This takes a little getting used to, and I don't see. I just think that they are. Her voice is like is like fingernails down a chalkboard. They're presenting the wrong candidate. Yeah. To to get us into this mindset of oh, a female announcer. 
Because on its surface, I don't have a problem with a female announcer. Mm-hmm. I have a problem with Beth Moen, and she has moved up the ranks with college football and higher and higher profile games. And now, now she's, she's doing on Night NFL. Football, you know, the, wow. the early Monday night game. So I don't know if she's an ESPN employee. I don't know if that's going to be her only uh, NFL game. but I doubt it. Oh. Should probably do it every time there's a doubleheader on Monday night, which isn't going to be every it's week. Only, it's only the first every year. Yeah. yeah. So, still. Mm-hmm. But I like Joe Testor. I, I like him. And uh, I thought I thought that uh, uh, Jason Witten was okay last night. Uh, so, it's promising for Monday Night Football. I, I have thought that ESPN has done kind of a crappy job with Monday Night Football since they took over, what was it, 10 years ago mm-hmm. from ABC? Uh, ABC was just... You know, great at it, and so it's been. It's taken a lot of getting used to, to have different announcers and a different sort of feel to the game and all of that. But last night I thought it was closer to the ABC way, but I didn't. I didn't see the first game. So how did uh, what's his face play? Uh, Sam Darnold. Did you did he did he do well? His first pass. he threw he threw an interception. His first pass. I heard about that. Yeah, and that was taken back for a touchdown. Oh man! After that, he was very very good. Oh, wow, really? 198 yards, two touchdowns, only that one interception. Uh, He really settled down after that. And And the Jets won? Yeah, they looked good. The Lions, Matt Stafford, not so good. See, I saw the early Mm. game. Mm -hmm. You saw the late game. Yes. And I, I just did not. It wasn't a good game early on. The early one for multiple reasons. Was it a blowout? Did the Jets blow them off? Oh, 37 21, I think. Oh, wow. I don't know. It was uh, scored 37 points. I, I don't know. Hang on. What was it? Nice. 40. A good grief. 48 to 17. Wow. So, wow. That's yeah. that's like a college blowout. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen very often in, in uh, the NFL. And you wouldn't expect the Jets to be the team scoring 48, nor would you expect the Buccaneers, which also happened on Sunday. So, a crazy week one. Crazy. In the NFL. That's nutty, man. It is. Okay. Crazy. Uh, 888-900-3393. Also, you know, Americans love their guns, part of who we are. And, of course, it's enshrined in our Constitution. But if you've ever watched a video of an actual firefight, you can obviously notice one thing. The fear, the chaos, the fog of a live fire situation makes hitting the target pretty difficult for even seasoned professionals. It's not enough to just buy a gun and then think, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready for the real thing. You have to practice. And with iTarget Pro, you can practice all the time. At home. Utilizing your smartphone, their proprietary app, and then it tracks a caliber-specific laser, which fits your firearm. And that will detect exactly where your shots are landing. Really cool system. Saves you a lot of money because you don't have to buy ammo. You don't have to pay range fees. You don't have to drive back and forth to the range. You just practice inside your home where you're more likely to have to use your firearm anyway. It's a completely safe system. It comes with a your caliber specific laser, uh, target system, and instructions. So you can start training right away. Just go to the letter I, then targetpro.com. Check out the video. Choose your caliber. Download the app. And then you're ready when the system arrives. Right now, you can save 10% when you use the offer code PAT to purchase the iTarget Pro system. Save money, save time, and take your skill to the next level 
in your home where, you know, heaven forbid, nobody wants to have to do this, but this is probably where you'd experience a real-life situation anyway. The letter I, TargetPro.com, offer code PAT, ITargetPro.com. Pat Gray Unleashed. On the Blaze Radio Network. Unleashed. Hello. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. And uh, of course it Pat Unleashed on the Twitterverse. Yeah. Uh I think people are calling our our attention to Pam Oliver. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> okay, first of all, to, to I think uh, I might be a little uh sexist on this. I oh, what's wrong? I'm not a fan of Pam Oliver either. Really? No, nah, I don't like her. I like Pam Oliver. I don't like Pam Oliver. I think Huckleberry Oliver. Hill was tweeting out that she would be good in the booth. Mm-mm. But this not uh, as play by play. Maybe it's just that women shouldn't do play by play. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Oh man! Wait. No. <laughs> Maybe okay. I'm just not used to it. And this Maybe started, that's the thing. This conversation started because last night in the early Monday night game, mm-hmm. um, Beth Moen. Oh, Beth Moen's terrible. She's terrible. Terrible. And we were saying, I'm sorry. I was saying my opinion isn't based on her sex. It's based right. on the fact that she sucks at it. Yes. And, now and I agree with that. Yeah. And so people are saying that, like, yeah, she's a female Kenny Albert. That's probably good. I think Sam Rosen is terrible as well. So, I mean, we have mm. these opinions about guys, or at least yeah, I do. Well, some, I don't know, are all men yeah. great? Pat? No. Okay. No. Well, then that's not a sexist no. opinion. That's right. Okay. So I just, I ha- I'll put it this way. I have not yet heard the female play-by-play announcer that I really like a lot. But she one. may exist, and she just hasn't started yet. Just, I don't know. Or I haven't heard her game yet. Because hmm. um, there's a lot of male announcers I don't like. Um, you know, I like I like Al Michaels, obviously best in the business. Who don't you like? Um, let me think. Sam Rosen. Just say Sam Rosen. Sam Rosen. I don't like. I don't know. I can't. I don't know who that is. They're saying Chris Collinsworth in my ear. I like Chris Collinsworth. I like a lot. Chris Collinsworth. He's so, fine to me. Yeah, I like him. <laughs> so, is there any dude announcer that, that you I don't, don't like? Like, uh, yes, and I've heard them, but they're kind of the ancillary ones who do BYU games from time to time, yeah, yeah. and I don't know that I could. Readily. No, I'm with I'm with you. The worse our teams yeah. get in college football, yeah. the more obscure the announcers yes. they give us, and we're just like, it's like I don't know who this is, but I hope Stephen next Stephen Jehoshaphat and Bobby Bixley. I, I who you can why tell, you can tell how your team is doing <laughs> yeah, based on can. if you recognize. Yes, you can. It's going to be interesting on ABC this weekend. <laughs> who does the BYU Wisconsin game? Because it's going to be somebody who doesn't want to do a blowout. And uh, so it's going to be one of the uh, lesser team members, I'm sure. (laughs) Okay. There's got to be a better game on Saturday than that, that the lead uh, anchors will want to do, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know. It would have been fun is if Alex Jones were in the booth for that uh, Jets and Lions game. Now, I want to hear him announce a football game. That'd be fun. Because if it's a blowout... He can just have a conspiracy theory, just wait, and he can just grab a random conspiracy theory out of a hat offset. Oh. You know, this comes from the Gulf of Tonkin. <laughs> That's where this all started. <laughs> you can see that the Jets are wearing green. Green reminds me of frogs. 
I told you my theory on why the frogs turning the friggin' gay. frogs gay. Mm-hmm. They're putting stuff in the water. That would be fun. That'd be fun to see. But uh, but people actually like Pam Oliver, huh? That's great. Yeah, yeah. Good. I mean, uh, I'll have to I'll have to give her another try. Will you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, but Beth, what's her mowing? Not good. Oh, that, that's, she is not good because she kind of sounds like this. Exactly like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Last year, Tony Romo was great in his debut season. Yesterday yeah. or Sunday, he was like really straining. He was doing too much emphasis. Like, look at that. Oh, he's great. He's looking. He's dressed so hard. I'm like, Tony, really? Tony, what happened? Calm down, man. What happened to you, man? No, his genius is how much he knows the oh, game. He oh, was my predicting gosh. predicting everything in that game. Every play. It's, it's, Just from the alignment. He could tell you what, mm-hmm. what they were going to do. Yeah. Um, they're going to do a uh, uh, football life on NFL Network. You ever watch that? You watch it on NFL Network at all? Uh, yeah. They're, they're going to do a football life on Tony Romo this year. And in the preview for it, somebody, in a, it's an unidentified voice, says, uh, Tony Romo knows more about football than anyone I've ever met. Wow. And I thought... Well, yeah, it sure seems like it when he does the game. I don't doubt it. I, I remember one particular play in the game he was calling over the weekend where he was like, uh, now you watch, you're going to see the outside linebacker. He's going to come in here, and then so-and-so is going to come up here, and there's going to be a blitz on this play. Just watch. And then, of course. Exact thing happens. And, and Fox had it, uh, or CBS had it coordinated with the uh, the camera angle. It was perfect because it was from behind the line of scrimmage. You know, So great. And, and so everything happened as he said. It was creepy guys worth his weight in gold yeah um you know i think he could have played a few more years obviously i, I liked him as a quarterback i thought he was really good mm-hmm. and his Great quarterback a- rating yeah proves that out yeah and his, even though cowboys fans didn't like him his stats at holding the ball uh for the kicker to kick it through the uprights is great too. <laughs> sorry guys down the hall that's for you that's for it's you just guys. one and it was <laughs> year what 2006 <laughs> let it go. I hear you. Good golly, let it go. <laughs> Poor guy. I know it's terrible. And Such you know he he did he fumbled that snap. He almost got the first down. Yep. I mean he was like almost six inches from a first down. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Too bad because that would have changed everything for him. I think that would have changed the entire perception of Romo had they won I that think, game. Didn't he the picks Seahawks up the first down. Go to the Super Bowl that year. Wasn't that Pittsburgh and Seattle that year? Uh, Might have been. That started that run for them uh, in that first I think it was. round game? Yeah, I think it was. Mm. Uh, all right. So, I mean, Tony Romo's not in the league, and that's uh, that's perfectly fine. But Colin Kaepernick des- deserves to be in the league. Yes. <laughs> I mean, uh, Romo should get back into the NFL <clears throat> before Colin Kaepernick does. By the way, a Christian college just dropped Nike. Uh, this is another one over the Kaepernick ad. Um, it is, uh, it's such a polarizing action by Nike. It's very strange that, that they decided to do this, but I, I think they're pretty proud of it. I think they like going against the flow here. It's true at McConnell university in Cleveland, Georgia. Mm -hmm. So not your, you know, it's not, not exactly a university that rolls off your tongue. Not exactly a household (laughs) name university, but they announced the end of their partnership with Nike and detailed plans for the rest of their Nike merchandise. There's another college in Missouri that did this as well. This makes two at least. Yeah, it's two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so one of their uh, representatives, school president Amir Kaner, said, America has 
sacrificially given my family the freedoms we enjoy today. My wife, who was raised under, under the impression of socialist communism, uh, became a citizen five years ago, joyfully pledging allegiance for these United States and her flag. Um, so they announced any profits from remaining gear sold through our campus store will be directly donated to wounded warriors and the fraternal order of police. That's pretty cool. Nice. If Nike chooses to apologize to our troops and to our law enforcement officers, then and only then will TMU reconsider the brand. In the meanwhile, let us honor true heroes, those who protect us daily, some even sacrificing their own lives. They are the true heroes. Nice. 888-933-93. More Pack Ray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Glenn Beck is coming live to talk about the right path forward and to make fun of the people standing in the way. He might not be able to save the country, but at least we can all go down laughing. Glenn Beck Live, the Addicted to Outrage Tour, on tour this fall. Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. September eleventh, two thousand eighteen. Seventeen year anniversary of nine eleven. Gosh, it's hard to believe. Wow. Uh, so the questions we're asking today: Have we become complacent again? Have we just been lulled back into a false sense of security? Should we have gone to war with Iraq? Pretty much everybody agreed on Afghanistan, but Iraq was a little more controversial. And now, in hindsight, after the nation building, was it was it uh, something we should have done? Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. And just a reminder of what that day was like, um, so that we never forget. This is a clip from sixty minutes overtime. It shows one of the journalists uh, going down, one of the very first people from CBS News to go down to Ground Zero. Here's what that looked like. We're going in there, bro. Get out! I was actually in the shower, and my cell phone and the landline were both ringing at the same time, which nobody ever calls us on a landline. So I answer the phone and it's the national desk and everybody thought it was just a plane crashed into a building in lower Manhattan. So we jump in the news car and we go down and it, then we realize what's going on. The very first thing I shot was of the tower. Uh, but I'm actually standing on our news vehicle on the roof of it. We're on the West Side Highway, and it was just in order to get a better perspective of what's going on. What happened? What? what the happened? Uh, building collapsed. Part of the building collapsed. So. At least that's what I think happened. Everybody's running like. Uh... Keep 
There was so much dust and the street signs were hard to see that it never really dawned on me that one tower already came down. There was a uh, gentleman, he has two briefcases, and I asked him, uh, hey, can I talk to you for a minute? Can I ask you a couple questions? I'd rather not have a bad day. He said, oh, I've had a really bad day. So I just gave him a space and continued to leave. The noise of the, the second tower collapsed. To me, it sounded like a jet flying over. That's why I panned up. And then you see the tower collapsing. collapsed down. I saw it blow, blow and then ran like hell. Thank God I'm 69, but I can still run. <laughs> At the end of the day, what we're trying to do is capture real moments. You just kind of follow and try not to get in anyone's way, but document real moments of what's going on. What'd you see? Everything. I saw chaos. It's just chaos out here. It really is. So the Twin Towers fall. It's amazing. Crazy. Brings back some of the horror from that day 17 years ago. 888 uh, And, you know, the day afterwards, we thought everything had changed so dramatically. Thought that uh, America was going to be united now. We could all go forward together. But this same general principles and values and... As we said last hour, that lasted maybe a month. Tops. And then in the subsequent years, it uh, it has devolved into what we see today. Where uh, we can't come together on anything. We can't even come together on how many genders there are. We, we can't even come together on whether you can be a man one day and a woman the next. And you can go into whatever bathroom you please. We, we can't even figure that out. Just, it, it's unbelievable. We can't even decide that a human fetus is human. We can't, we can't even do that. Uh, we can't even have sports on our sports channels. Although, ESPN looks like they're changing that now. But, uh... Virtually every movie star that you've ever heard of, every celebrity you've ever heard of, makes it very difficult to even follow their their movies or uh, their career at all anymore because they're all so outrageously extreme. Jim Carrey just showed up on Bill Maher the other night, and uh, it was tough to sit through. Even though at one point he actually did say, look, I think, you know, we can still talk to each other. I'd be happy to, I could sit down with any Trump supporter and, and do dinner. The other things he had to say uh, were agonizing. 
Like this about Nike. Wow, look at Check your... this out. <laughs> I went out today and bought me some Nikes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yay. Some freedom-friendly Nikes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. As a salute to Colin Kaepernick, to Nike, congratulations on right. your fantastic choice. Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. That's great. Well, it's good to be back it's in great to be... dystopian America. <laughs> Right. Support a guy who doesn't like America. That's 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 great. Wait, wait, wait. Did you say that Jim Carrey was saying how he could sit down with a Trump supporter and have dinner and uh-huh. have him over to the house, uh-huh. but yet he's playing the role right out of the gate? Uh, yep. Antagonist? Yes. Look at my freedom shoes or whatever the heck he said. Yes. And it got worse. And basically, I, I've learned how to, and I am as angry and caught up in this stuff as anybody. I'm I, outrage is like a ca- carpet bombing of outrage that's happening. I you know, see it in up, your art. Absolutely. You know, I first I'm saw curious. you. I didn't realize until I saw you on Jerry Seinfeld's hmm. coffee show yeah. when you, he was at your studio. Hmm. What a great artist you are. Oh. And now I see it all the time on social yeah. media because. It took can me we, Can we show you a few of these? Sure, I'd love Okay, it. show the, like, there's, I love, love this it. one of Trump. It's real. Now, a lot of people don't know that that's Ryan and Nunez are the flying monkeys. Okay. He's showing him as the Wicked Witch of the West. Uh, he's green. Just <laughs> brilliant. Perhaps just I brilliant. wasn't detailed enough to. And then Lincoln is then there. He was my Lincoln, pl- yeah, Lincoln, Lincoln symbolizes. I love that the, because Trump you know, is always. A president that actually, you know, mm. had the worst tribulations our country has ever faced and mm. brought us together. Now, the- Wait, Lincoln brought us together? Do you know that Lincoln didn't get a single vote in the South? What are you talking about Lincoln brought us together? <laughs> Lincoln split us in half. Uh, say what you will about Abraham Lincoln. We were split in half under Lincoln. He didn't want the country to split apart, but it did because of his policies. Wow, well, that is unbelievable. Not a single vote in the South. For Abraham Lincoln. Those states seceded before he got into office. Oh, man. Five of them did. The opposite is happening right now. We have a president who started out when the country was together. Mm-hmm. Oh, were they? a wonderful leader, and he is oh tearing us gosh. limb from limb. Under a wonderful leader. The, the nation was together <laughs> under guy. Barack Obama? He's going back and doing his stand-up routine, huh? Okay. Were you living under a rock for eight years? <laughs> What are you talking about? That is so asinine. And yes, there's more. That's that. Not all. Well, we but had there that. Apparently, yeah, are, that's right? it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So People let me ask about since we have the Democratic mm. consultant here of uh, mm-hmm. the last successful election, uh, the Democrats seem to be getting their groove back a little bit. And what I what I mean by that is that. Alexandra Octavio, Octavia Cortez, Ayanna Presley, Stacey Abrams, Carrie Evelyn Davis. These are all women who won in mm-hmm. primaries, weren't supposed to. Mm-hmm. And they did it with unabashed liberal proposals. Medicare mm-hmm. for all, ending mm-hmm. student debt, a different approach to the war on terror, ending mass incarceration. It seems like if there is a maybe a shining spot in this Trump tragedy, it's mm-hmm. that it's made the Democrats sort of rediscover who they are. Yeah. And so the Democrats have rediscovered that they're socialists? Is that, what you're, is that what you're telling us? And the answer is yes. Yes, that's who they've rediscovered that they are. Everybody he mentioned there is a socialist. So you wait. So Democrats discovered that they're actually socialists, which is what we've said for I don't know how many years, and it was always denied. 
Well, now they're starting to come out and just admit it. The Democrats have rediscovered, rediscovered who they are. They're socialists. They're communists. And they're just embracing it now. Uh, it's amazing. Even though these two complain about the fact that uh, Republicans remind them that it's socialism they're talking about. And that's a scare tactic, apparently. Uh, here's Kerry going back and forth with uh, Bill Maher over the definition of socialism and what makes it so great in Canada. Fundamentally, the values, I think, are very consistent. And So, uh, you know, the, the, the Republicans are running with the word socialism. They're trying to right, say trying to scare people, scare people, it's communism, it's Venezuela, Trump says you're you know we're going to be living in Venezuela. I grew up in Canada. OK, we have right. socialized okay. medicine yeah. and I am I'm here mm. to tell you that this mm. line that you get on all of the political shows from people is that it's a failure. The system is a failure in Canada. It is not a failure in Canada. I never waited for anything in my life. I chose my own doctors. My mother what never are you doing paid here for then? a prescription. Why it are you here? fantastic. And I just got back from it's Vancouver. It's so great. What are you doing and here? I keep hearing this, like, Canadians are so nice. Canadians are so nice. Gosh. They can be nice because they have health care. <laughs> because they have Shut a up. government that cares about and Nobody's got health care here. It doesn't say sink or Swim, pal. Right. <laughs> or you live in a box. Oh, yeah. There are certain people in our society that need to be taken care of. There are, mm. there are people without as many opportunities that need to be helped toward those opportunities. There are people who are sick. But that's the... You de- shouldn't have to lose your home and, because your mother got sick. And look, I've always, I've always said mm. the, the United States has been a quasi-socialist government for 100 years, for crying out loud. You were just saying so, we shouldn't so be calling you socialist. For oil, oil companies. Well, but also Medicare and Social Security. Handouts, and, right? and, yeah. Yes, of course. Why don't you guys decide, you know, what, you, what you're what you complaining about here? Is it that somebody called you a socialist and you're not, or that you are socialist and you're proud of it? Which is it? <laughs> Which is it? You contradict yourself like five times there. Canada, if Canada is so great, what are you doing? Why are you, why are you living here? Why did you come to the United States when it's so bad and nobody has health care? I mean, that doesn't make any sense. It's interesting that you became a multi, multi, multi-millionaire here in this crappy country. Jeez, I, it, Canada's system is so great? Really? Why don't you go talk to actual Canadians? Some of them have, I guarantee you. I guarantee you because I've heard their stories. Waited. We just talked about somebody who waited a year after finding out she had cancer. Well, okay, yeah, we'll give you surgery. In a year from now, you may not have waited, but lots of people do. A lot of people do. And Jim Carrey, if you hate the country so much, then why, Get out! Why did you get your U.S. citizenship? Right. Why, why aren't you... He's got dual now. It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, this... Uh... I've always said that the United States is a quasi-socialist... Well, then why are you denying being socialist when people say it to you? Good golly. (laughs) None of that made sense. (laughs) Absolutely asinine. Uh, 888-900-3393. Let me tell you about uh, Riduzone. You know, losing weight is always tough. You know, it, it just gets tougher the older you get. But it is always a struggle. And if you'd like some help, so it doesn't feel like you're just shoveling sand in the desert, 
uh, Riduzone can help you out. It is a safe, natural, FDA-acknowledged dietary supplement. They took the good stuff in olive oil and created a patented product containing OEA. And that's the stuff that boosts your metabolism and reduces appetite. So if you've come to the age where nothing seems to work, or maybe you're not even at that age, it's just it's really hard. Give Riduzone a try today. R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E dot com. Enter the promo code PAT. Get 30% off a three-month supply. Riduzone.com. Promo code PAT to get 30% off a three-month supply. It's Riduzone.com. Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns. Yep. Oh, that was it. Huh. I mean, it's simple enough, right? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, what do you want her to say? I Pat don't know. Gray returns. Kind of says it all, right? Mm, on the blaze. Pat Gray returns. You got to mix it up a little now. bit sometimes. You just want to go with yeah. all right. simplistic. And Whatever. That's fine. All right. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Hey, I don't see how this is possible. Nearly 40 million social security numbers have been stolen and used by illegal immigrants. And others to wait, get work. Wait, the people that come here mm. just to mm. have a no, better life it, and work hard? Right, right. Stop. The people who only create, I mean, the only crime they've ever committed. The only crime they've ever committed. And it's really not even a crime. Yeah. It's more of a... Technicality. A, yeah, it's I mean, it's like a, a rule of thumb. <laughs> it's a good safety tip. Sadly, that's okay? true now. It is. <laughs> if it's that. like a, you, just, you, just, you just disregarded our safety tip. By crossing the border illegally, that's okay. Don't worry about it. Okay, you, you committed identity theft now by stealing somebody's uh, social security number. Don't worry about that. <laughs> or you've committed uh, tax evasion by not paying your federal income tax. Don't worry about that. <laughs> we can't separate families. <laughs> oh, yeah, if you break a rule of thumb, <clears throat> then you shouldn't be separated from your family. No, it's that's just a rule of thumb. That's a new so rule what? of thumb that we're going to go by. Yeah. yeah. We don't care about rules of thumb. Or rules of thumbs. Wait, or is it rule of thumbs? Or is it rule of thumbs? Gosh, that's a tough one. That uh, is. A t- I hate those. I always hate those. That's why attorneys <laughs> general really pisses me off. Mm-hmm. No, just call them attorney generals. <laughs> Bugs me. Well, it's like uh, runs batted in. Yeah. Well, it's RBIs. I like RBIs. It's, yeah, that's what I say. Because you're not going to say RBI. That sounds stupid, right? So you know, ESPN or somebody <clears throat> was leading the charge with that. It probably was they were. stupid ESPN. They, where they were. were trying to change the way we say it. Stop For a it. couple of years, it was RBI. He has yeah. eighty-two yeah. RBI on the year. I nope. hate that. Stop nope. it. Stop it with your pseudo ex- intellectualism. It's a sports channel again. And what? as long as we're talking about <clears throat> these misplaced s's, mm-hmm. I, I hit on it earlier, you know, last week or whatever it was. That word peoples. I'm, you know, I, I just cannot. What is it about that word that just drives me nuts? I don't know. Peoples in other lands. That's annoying, Pat. Admit <laughs> it. I've been reading a lot of textbooks with the kids, and that word mm-hmm. pops up all the time, and it's just so peoples. annoying. Okay. Peoples. Uh, we'll try to avoid the word peoples yeah, for you here me. on this show. Thank you. 
Um, so the Immigration Reform Law Institute said that between uh, 2012 and 16, there were 39 million insta- instances where names and Social Security numbers on W-2 tax forms did not match the corresponding Social Security records. Ah, so. Rule of thumbs. <laughs> the group said that there is a thriving black market used by illegal immigrants to get social security numbers needed to get a job. Huh. Well, that's just identity theft. Don't worry about it. Yes, if an American, you know, commits identity theft, they'll go to jail for it. But you can't separate families from other places for that. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Not if they came here illegally. You can't separate them from their families. The report draws attention to a move by a former president... Barack Obama to stop sending so-called no-match letters to employers notifying them that numbers used by employees on the wage forms don't match their identity. The change followed the president's decision to approve amnesty for some 700,000 younger immigrants let into the U.S. under his Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, the DACA program. Some of those have been dubbed dreamers. Several groups promoting immigration reform and limitations have shown that illegal immigrants compete with low-income Americans for jobs. No. (laughs) And besides, so what if they do? It's amazing. (sighs) It's amazing. The Democrats try to say, oh, we we need you to have jobs. We want you to have... All about the little guy. find jobs for the little guy. All about the worker. And on the other side of their mouth, they're... Mm -hmm. You gotta let everybody have a job, even if they're foreigners coming in here. Yep. Wait, is that a bad word now? I don't probably. Did I say probably. Foreigner? Did you say foreigner? Oh no, is my career unless over? you're talking about the rock band? Uh, yeah, yeah. We don't want to give like jobs to. They want to give jobs to the rock bands that aren't really doing so well these days. Well, they're not in the Hall of Fame, so mm-hmm. you know they could use some help. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's uh, the social security numbers of young children are especially sought by illegal aliens as this theft is likely to go undetected for years. So while the kids are from zero, you know, from babies till, let's say, 16, they're probably not using their social social security number till they're ready to get a job, you know, their first job. That's 16 years of identity theft and fraud. Don't worry about it, though. That's fine. It's It's fine. It's a rule of thumb. That's fine. broken. Yeah. As children reach late teenage years and apply for credit cards, for cars, for student loans, and whatever else, they may find their credit has been compromised with mortgages, credit cards, criminal records. Uh, That's great. This investigation shines a light on the depth of America's problems as a result of allowing illegal aliens into this country. According to Dale Wilcox, executive director of Early I-R-L-I. Doesn't say what that stands for. Um, It also debunks the idea that in the country illegally is a victimless crime. Being in the country illegally is a victimless crime. No, there are victims of it. We've said this a million times. Millions of Americans, in many cases children, are having their identities stolen to enable even more criminal activity. Illegal aliens should not reap Social Security benefits that result from the commission of identity theft. Duh! And here's the problem. We've been using the number 11 million illegal aliens for 
12 to 15 years now. That's true. 12 to 15 years, easily. There's more like 20 to 30 million illegals here. And the numbers prove it out. When you've got almost 40 million social security numbers stolen, I mean, come on. This problem is way beyond what they admit to. And they know it. They know it. When we were together in Houston, Texas, doing the show at KPRC, uh, they were saying that there were 11 million illegal aliens. Mm-hmm. That was 17 years ago. Yeah, but 17 years ago, when they sealed the borders as night fell on 9-11-01, 17 years ago today... Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. wait. No, they didn't. Mm-hmm. I'm right. sorry. Right. Uh, well, and then I guess that just blows my theory out of the water because I figured, yeah, they sealed the border. And so no new illegals have come in since then. So that number's obviously held firm at 11 million. If you could, you could conservatively uh. say a million a year have crossed the border illegally since then. Well, that's another 17 million. What is that? 28 million people. Mm-hmm. Easily 1 million. And really, the Border Patrol says they catch one out of six. Well, they arrest about a million people. That's that's six million people that got through a year per year. Uh, I mean, I don't, it could be fifty million for all we know. And then the anchor babies that they come over. Oh and my have. gosh! I mean, <laughs> Good golly! I mean, mm. who knows how massive this problem is? Yeah, nobody knows, and they don't want to know. And the Democrats won't allow you to know. And they don't want you to even talk about it or think about it. But then you f- you see a story where 39 million social security numbers have been stolen. You think, well, wait a minute. It is not kind of a problem? Yeah. Yeah, it is. And it backs up what I've been saying. It's not just crossing the border that's the problem here. 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed. And Chewing the Fat with Jeffy coming up. Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, time to chew the fat uh, with Jeffy. Happy Tuesday. You know, mm-hmm. it's pretty unbelievable the world how much the world has changed since 9-11-2001. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's dramatic. I don't think I realized. We all, you know, you all say during, you know, you remember 9-11-2001 and how much the world was going to change and how much it changed. But I don't I don't. Th- think we realized that it was going to change as much as it has i mean it really has been dramatic mm-hmm. and i don't know that we ever get back to 912 with the waiting in line for blood and everybody kind of quasi liking each other and mm-hmm. we need to turn the middle east into glass and uh this can't happen again i don't think we get those days back it sure doesn't mm. feel like it. No, it doesn't. It doesn't feel like it at all. And for me, I mean, so much has changed. I mean, what I was in 2001, 9-11, I, mean, I was working with Glenn Beck. And hmm. What am I doing now today? I'm working with Glenn, Glenn Beck. Beck. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, a lot's changed. A lot. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's been dramatic. Like I was working with Pat Gray. 
Right. And then, like today, I'm working with Pat, Pat Gray. Gray. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Thing, yeah. I mean, well, you're well aware then mm-hmm. of how much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, researchers now say that uh, Pluto should never have lost its status as a planet. Thank you. I mean, I, on behalf of myself and my family, it never did. Uh, <laughs> it's still, it's still a planet. To me too. To me, I, it's not. It never went away. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, it was still I, I still say there's nine planets in our solar system. <laughs> sure are. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's Pluto, right? It's Pluto. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. You can. I don't. The scientists can say whatever they want. And uh, this made me laugh all weekend. Speaking of uh, space and uh, planets, uh, and I, I, I don't know that it's actually real. But it made me laugh all weekend long, and I know that you would appreciate it, Pat. It's, it was posted as a post from the Flat Earth Society on their Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And it says the Flat Earth Society has uh, participants all around the globe. And uh, the guy. <laughs> Flat Earth Society has members all around the globe. Oops. And the post, the post was like, I'll just leave this here. That's great. And it's, uh, whether it's real or not, I laughed all weekend. It's funny. It's really funny. Funny. Yeah, really funny. Um, mm-hmm. Colin Kaepernick and his leaning and uh, his kneeling uh, around the globe has now taken its effect, uh, especially since uh, Nike made their big ads, uh, you know, go global around the world. But a New England jeweler is now under fire for a billboard that uh, he put up uh, along, uh, you know, one of the popular highways. Has gone now. It, it was fine. It was, but it's now people are really mad at this jeweler. Because it's gone viral in today's world, people can take pictures, and then it goes viral. Uh, Gabrielle Jewelry is a family-owned business. has been operated since 1947. Designed the billboard showing a man kneeling on a football field. And the caption reads, if you're watching Blaze Television, you'll be able to see it. If you're going to take a knee this season, uh, please have a ring in your hand. It's good. And that's really good. I like that. Right? Really. And he's getting death threats over that? He's Come on. The store initially received positive feedback on the billboard, but as uh, soon as it started going viral, of course, you know, nothing is, you know, nothing can be left like, oh, that's cute. Move on. Yeah. Uh, you let the guy sell a couple of diamond rings from the ad, okay? Yeah. You can't do that. Heaven forbid. Let's, let's close him down. Let's close him down. I mean, it's kind of sad, actually. And now, Pat, you remember uh, Broadway star. Legendary Broadway star uh, Carol Cook. Oh yeah, I have that. Do you, you have that? Yeah, I, we should have the video of it. Uh, Do we have the TMZ, video? Uh, recorded her coming out of. Yeah, I uh, love this. Coming out of the theater, she was. This with, is unbelievable. I believe she's with her husband. Who's? I yes. mean, they've been married like since 1964, forever. I mean, they've been married a long time. Well, yeah, and you can tell he's that, 144 yeah, years old. I know. She's, she's 143. She's so. both younger than Jeffy combined. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, she's younger than me because her actual age is 94. But uh, <laughs> is she 94? Yeah, she's actually 94. Yeah. Wow. Wow. She's pretty. Uh, pretty spry for yeah. 94. Yeah. Yeah. And hubby, you know, hubby's been down this road with her a couple times. Like he's trying to pull her out of there. Yeah, but he's like, ah, he let's doesn't go. succeed. No, not at all. She's the boss. She is. I mean, that you talk about a ball and chain. That's Here, her, man. Here's what happened. <laughs> What did you think about this story that uh, someone brought the Trump banner to the Frozen on Broadway? Did you see that? The Trump? Banner. I didn't see They did it. Yeah, And one of the actors, uh, you know, kind of broke the fourth wall and said, hey, put the Trump banner away. This is Frozen oh, on Broadway. Now, is, is, is that a proper venue for, um, you know, a, a Trumper to, to bring a, a well, banner to? Well, my answer to that is, oh, this is good. 
Where was? <laughs> no, you just. <laughs> Where is John Wilkes Booth when you need him? Mm-hmm. Oh man! Oh man! Right. Oh. <laughs> yes, if that's what you say. No, no, I know who John Wilkes Booth <laughs> is. Thank you, darling. He, he <laughs> <laughs> yeah! They killed Don't one. Anyway. You know who he is. Good. He won't see. No. Where is he when you need him? Okay, here we go. He has to know. So we need to kill President Trump? Well, he did. There, no. <laughs> Why not? Now, will that get me in trouble? I don't know. It might. Will I be on an enemy's list? My God, I hope so. Yeah, you're okay with that. I'm okay. Yeah. That's all right. Go. Just keep me out of jail. Or maybe not. Or maybe not. Wow. I mean, or maybe not. That's... A, she looks really good for 94. Still a little... She's pretty little, well-preserved she's for yeah. 94. Yeah, yeah, it's just fun. But what a funny line. Where's John Wilkes Booth mm-hmm. when you need him? <laughs> yeah. I see what you're saying. There uh-huh. should be an actor that kills oh. the president. Oh, I, do I have, don't tell me. I'm going to have to tell you who John Wilkes Booth is. <laughs> no. I? No, I get it. You want an actor to kill the president. It's a thinking right. man's joke. No, I'm just saying that that guy, that guy actually killed the president. That's right. all. And where is he That's when all. you need him right. to kill this president? Are they going to put me on an enemy's list? Mm. Oh, I hope that's so. That's rich. I oh, hope it puts that's... me on an enemy's list. Or, you know, not keep me out of jail or not. Now, we all know, we all know that... This woman at 94 years old is not going to go kill the president. No, no. So is there, is it necessary that the Secret Service visit her? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. But if that was any Republican saying that about Barack Obama, all hell would break loose and that would be everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. And and because, and and this is what TMZ does, right? I mean, they're looking for any kind of clips and that's what they do and and we love them for it. But on the flip side of that, I you really know, don't. I don't love him for it. Well, on the flip side of that, you know, like mm-hmm. you said, she's 94. She yep. doesn't really mean it. I mean, she means it for herself. She hates him. Yes. But, but she's she not going to kill him. No, and she doesn't She doesn't want someone to kill him. I don't think. You know, I'm, yeah. I, I, don't I mean, think. hopefully. Right. But airing that does feed into the, the hatred more of mm-hmm. Donald Trump and making it seem okay that people are asking for where John Wilkes Booth. Yeah. So, I mean, where's, where does that responsibility lie? I mean, I'm asking. I don't know. I, no, I don't know. I mean, I mean TMZ is going to air it, right? You can't tell TMZ not to air it. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. And so you're right. I don't know that visiting her, knocking on the door of this old couple, mm-hmm. does any good, right? Right. Uh, She'll say, "Put me on an enemy's list." I hate him. I didn't. I don't want him killed. Get out of my house. What? Yeah. What are they going to do? Yeah. Are you literally going to put her in jail? No. no you're not going to. No, you are not. No. But it's just. It just shows how out of control the left. Boy, is. that sure does. It, it just, sure they're does. Out of control with their hatred for this guy, and it just. It's. It's to the point where it just. I mean, it's. It doesn't even make sense. It's just right. sheer insanity. Right. It does. I mean, it drives. Like we, we talked about yesterday with, with the <clears> Obama uh, hitting the road again. I mean, okay. I mean, we disliked him quite a bit during the campaign. When you yes. said Yes. Yeah. Yes, I would say that. Quite a bit. <laughs> yes. But, and many of the things that people are saying that are bad about him now is what we talked about right. prior to. It's all to, the things we talked yes, about. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but 
what we see now from the left is so unhinged that it, it uh, drives you to them. Drives me to him. Joe Scarborough said today on the Morning Cup of Postum right. that the idea of Donald, or Donald Trump is worse to the idea of America than nine eleven was. I mean, he should be. Are you ki- kidding me? They should take him off the air for that. I mean, it's it's, it's asinine. It's asinine. That's just dumb. Yep. That's just dumb. The three people. Yep. Oh, but he's a conservative. People, Don't three forget, people he's a watching, conservative. Watching him and Mika uh, right. over the morning morning cup of postum needs to walk away. Right. That. I mean, that that's yep. useless it's, for that. Yeah, it's unreal. But, I mean, the the largest terrorist attack on American soil. Mm-hmm. Uh, Donald Trump is worse than that, really? Mm-hmm. Really? Crazy. That's really? just lunacy. I mean... You need to go sneak back in your office with Mika. Yeah, take a little break. Right, and leave us. You don't all even alone. have to sneak anymore because everybody right. knows you're a couple. I mean, they used to deny it and used to get pissed when anybody right. said anything well, about it. Well, that's what made the relationship fun. Uh uh-huh. They had to sneak around. Now, uh-huh. now he's got to put now up with it's it out, out in the, the open. open and I don't think they even like each other right. anymore. You now know, that it's out in the no open, way. no way. It was only it fun when like... it was secret. Yep. Ooh, our secret dirty little love. Absolutely. Absolutely, that's what it was, man. And now it's out, and she doesn't even want him to want him to touch her. No, that's right. She actually revolts yes. when he does touch her on the air. That's all it is now, because it's out. It's kind of fun. It's uh, kind of fun to watch. It absolutely is. I guarantee that will break up. But that was right? the thing. I mean, people used to, we used to talk amongst other talk show hosts about how fun it was to mess with them by saying that they're a couple. Yeah. Because they were so vehement about oh, it. I mean, they just were up and down. Oh, man. They were, they were pissed. And it was all true. Yeah, it was all true. It was all true. Mm-hmm. It was so good. Mm-hmm. And now, don't you dare touch me. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. He's like, oh, come on, baby. Let me get away no. from me. Oh, man. Uh, congratulations to the Toronto Zoo. Uh, as they're going to have, uh, their visitor hours are going to extend for the next couple of weeks. Because the, the great... Corpse flower Ugh, is gone. No. <laughs> yes, I know. I can guess what this is. It's an like. exotic tropical plant uh, claimed for its size and abhorred for its smell. It's set to bloom in the Toronto Zoo. Now, it, it has bloomed here in the States in Grand Rapids uh, a little bit earlier uh, this year, but uh, it uh, blooms and it smells like uh, a dead body. It's the, sm- it's the largest and smelliest <laughs> flower in the world. Mm mm. Uh, it relies on uh, carry-on beetles and flies for pollination, which means the smell and look of the flower isn't as sweet as a normal flower. Instead, the bloom is blood red to simulate exposed flesh, <laughs> and the aroma resembles rotting meat, according mm. to the zoo's website. So they're wow. giving uh, they're going to give uh, people a forty-eight hour notice uh, <laughs> when it's a little bit closer to blooming, and uh, you can see it on Blaze Television if you take a look at how beautiful it is. Just gorgeous, and uh, people are waiting. <laughs> <laughs> waiting for it to bloom and uh, i've signed up for the alerts uh, i want I, i'm getting an email alert good scratch and sniff alert i want to be there and smell the largest and smelliest flower in the world I mean, mm-hmm. dreaming of that a uh, new research showed that young blood young blood and actual blood from a body could allow humans to live a life free of diseases such as cancer and heart disease right up until their deaths. So they're still going to die. Mm. We're, not, we're not saving you from death. But you're not going to be sick. You're oh, just okay. going to be walking dead. No. Uh, young people's blood could help you live longer, prevent age-related diseases, 
blood factors taken from younger animals has been found to improve the later life of older creatures. Now, of course, Pat, you know that more research is needed to measure the long-term effects of taking younger blood. Sure. But uh, the research is part of a, a wave of studies. Okay, I, how come I'm not in this trial? The research <laughs> is part of a wave of studies and trials backed by uh, PayPal founder Peter Thiel in San Francisco with a startup called Ambrosia. 70 participants, uh, all 35 and older, which, you know, like I'm pushing 35. Uh, after giving... <laughs> 35. I'm pushing 35, so I might might be able to sneak in. But there offers teenage blood plaza to customers, and they're doing these trials. Now, you know, okay, have fun. Good luck. So maybe you would take, you know, the younger blood pill uh, in a few years to make you you last a little bit longer. Can't wait for the blood pill. Um, Subway. Uh, in the news, uh, all over the world now, uh, they're going to remove ham and bacon from nearly 200 stores in the United Kingdom so that they can offer... No, don't. No, no, no. No, no. It's over, Britain. No. I mean, what are they going to offer? Halal. Me? <laughs> uh, only after a strong demand from the Muslims. Strong now, look, demand. They've got, uh, look. It's over, man. 185 branches uh, and Ireland <sighs> will sell the halal-only meat. Yeah. Uh, look. Here we go. They're removing ham and bacon from almost 200 outlets, uh, and they're switching to the halal alternatives. Mm-hmm. Now they've got 1,500 outlets across the UK, so they're just you know just a couple hundred changing. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're all going to change, right? No, I'm just. It's not going to. I mean, I mean, it's such a small part be, of Great Britain now, so it's only 200 stores. That'd be silly, right? Mm-hmm. Now they're now here in the U.S. They're saying that uh, they're going to let the <laughs> local restaurant uh, decide whether they're going to keep the five dollar foot long. Uh, in their stores, because uh, earlier uh, in the this year, they said they had the big campaign for the five dollar footlong, and all the local uh, franchisees were like, "What are you doing? You're killing us. We don't make any money uh, when you have the five dollar footlong." And so they're like, ah, "Okay, we listen to you. That's fine, no problem." But they are now. Uh, so they're not offering the five dollar footlong anymore. Uh, that's going away. Oh, that it was is. a gigantic part of they're, their campaign. I know, and they're going. They're wow. going to. Uh, they're going to leave it up to the franchisees. It's not going to be a national campaign. If you want to use mm. it, great. I think uh, Subway. What is the word? Sucks. I know you don't like. It. I don't like it anyway. <laughs> so I don't care about any of that. But. Well, listen. In San Diego, mm-hmm. they're testing uh, new sandwiches, which the re- chain refers to as regional flavors. Mm. Which is good, mm-hmm. real good, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the positive note that they change up everything. Uh, while they the large long rolls are a key part of the sandwiches, they're experimenting with paninas. They got the wraps going on. Uh, you know, so the, paninis. What is it, paninis? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't even know what the yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a wrap, sandwich. Right? You love it. No, it's just it's bread, and you put it in, and then you close the lid on it, and it cooks it on the like outside. Cuban sandwiches. Oh, it's, they're delicious. Yeah, there you go. Kind still, like paninis are good. So if they do that, but the bottom line, Jeffrey, is it's things around. edible, oh, so, so you would enjoy fine. it. Obviously, yeah, you're going to like it. Yeah, yeah. Like keep the bougie sauce. It's on not good for you, and it's it's edible. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll both love it. Okay, that's fine. Then. Yeah, I'm not a big Subway fan, really. Yeah, I'm not. Um, although I used to, there was one close to where we worked at in New York that we used to get breakfast from, which is probably mm-hmm. it helped Subway out uh, tremendously. They don't yeah. talk about it in this. They talk specifically about their sandwiches, but. Uh, they're starting to have. Uh, they're trying to do trial runs on just some drive-throughs and not standalone stores, mm. stuff like that. I mean, they're trying mm. to, you know, they're trying to 
revive themselves in a new world. Right. But, uh, you know, the breakfast stuff was pretty good in New York. That wasn't bad. Yeah. Uh, you know, I enjoyed that from time to time. And I will say, just as a food-related note, um, mm-hmm. and, and I, uh, I, uh, I found this out, um, <clears throat> sadly, and I, you know, I don't know if you know this or not, so this is just a helpful hint from me. Okay. Um, Sonic mm-hmm. uh, no longer has the half-off uh, shakes after 8 p.m. No way. <laughs> um, I didn't know they had that before. I was so bummed. Really? I was so mad. So after 8 p.m., if you go to Sonic, you get half off your milkshake? Yeah, oh, man. But not anymore. Not anymore. What's that all about? Nah, man. It it was only good till Labor Day. I pulled in. I ordered my shakes like I normally do. I had my cash money. Mm -hmm. I knew how much it was going to be for eight shakes. (laughs) And and, uh, And it was uh, double that. It was double that. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. Hey, whoa, hey. Hold up, waitress person on the other side of this speaker. Oh, yeah, that's gone away now. We don't have that half off. Oh, no. Oh, Go, you don't have this customer anymore. <laughs> uh, that's very sad. Very so, sad. Uh, you know, those of you who are planning on going to Sonic with the family, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when it's at, you wait till after eight. With, you know, the kids say, let's go to Sonic. No need to wait till after eight. Not till after eight. Yeah, you don't have, <laughs> yeah, to, do you don't have to do that. It doesn't now. matter anymore. Yeah. So. And they do have some half price uh, drinks still uh, during the afternoon. Uh, um, uh, free for all. They have uh, their shakes. and uh, but they don't, No hour. shakes. Yeah, the happy hour. Mm-hmm. But there's no shakes. Yeah. They took those off, Bastards. so it's just the you like you get you talked about their uh, uh, slushies and stuff that you like from there, right? That's yeah. probably part of the that's probably part of the half off during happy hour. Yeah. So that's I mean, stop in, uh-huh. and if you you know you want to bring me one, do them a favor. That's fine. All right, it's no problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, now you can get the real solution of stuff. It didn't sound like you were going to bring me one. No, really, it doesn't it, sound like that, does it? No, I mean I was huh. I was just saying you could. <laughs> is all. Is, no, I could. Yeah, I mean it's it could. I have the ability to. <laughs> That's what I mean. I just that? lack lack any desire to do such a thing. So I'd say it's the opposite of the desire to do that. That hurts. So, yeah, that hurts. Man. Well, what are you gonna do? <laughs> I could cry or something. Uh-huh. I don't know. That hurts. Uh-huh. Hey, now you can get the real solution of stubborn earwax. Uh, Right now with the Wax RX ear wash system. It's doctor developed, works safely when all other products fail. The Wax RX system, it's the method physicians trust the most, and it's just like the systems they use in their offices. It comes with everything you need to safely clean out earwax and condition ears conveniently at home for less than the cost of that doctor's visit. Look, nobody likes to talk about earwax. That's one of the things over conversation, even at happy hour at Sonic. People are not saying, hey, how about that earwax? Did you clean out your ears today? But... Everyone has to do it. So you might as well use the WaxRx system. Go to usewaxrx.com, order your reusable ear wash system today. Use the offer code radio. They'll ship it right to your house for free. That offer is still on, unlike the Sonic half-off shake deal after 8 p.m. Usewaxrx.com. Use the offer code radio. Usewaxrx.com. U-S-E-waxrx.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray All right, on the Blaze oh. Radio Network. Oh, okay. I finish you up now with uh, with Jeffy. I the want fat. that story so bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, not so much. Save that for mm-hmm. yeah, we'll save that tomorrow. for another That's time. Mm-hmm. So good, I'm so good. You know, look, mm-hmm. uh, it's time to save ourselves. It's time to rethink our economic system. 
because the planet is struggling, Pat. Is you it? Know, yes, it is. <clears throat> uh, study after study after scientific study has warned that we've pushed far beyond the physical boundaries of what our living world can sustain. Mm-hmm. From increasing temperature extremes to causing disastrous weather, including record-breaking droughts, unprecedented fires, plastic-choked oceans, ecosystem collapses. It's painfully clear, Pat, painfully. Something Global warming. massive has got to give. Yeah. And yet most governments are waiting to make economic sense before they take action. And this is even in light mm. of the United Nations draft of the Global Sustainable Development Report. No, even in light of that? This is just no. a draft of the Global Sustainable Development Report. Okay. Uh, listen, economies have used up the capacity of planetary ecosystems to handle the waste generated by energy and material use. In other words, maybe it's time to accept we can't somehow maintain endless economic growth on a finite planet. Now, the UN report, of course, is overseen by a group of independent scientists from different disciplines around the world. So I think that, and, and this is this line I love from the draft, and I believe that it was probably uh, put in from somebody who used to write for Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. Uh, still, the notion of changing our economic <laughs> system to fit within the physical limits of our reality is seen as highly controversial. It isn't something many policymakers will discuss. Yeah, you know why? Because... Uh, it's what corresponds with this climate change crap is communism. Yes. They want to get rid of capitalism and replace it with communism because green is the new red. And that's that's just a fact of life. I mean, it, it, it is it is the equivalent of a communist effort. I mean, Trump has got us out of the ICC. Thank let's heaven. Get, let's, let's let's put an end to the AUN. Yeah, please. Let's put an end to the UN. Please. I really wish you'd do that. If anybody would, it'd be I Donald know. Trump. Be Trump. Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Hi, it's Pat Gray. Thanks for listening to the show. I want to tell you about another show that I think you're going to like. It's the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Check it out now, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and it Pat unleashed on Twitter from Irregardless Spoons eighteen. Uh, that's on purpose, right? They know this person knows. Irregardless is not a word. Of course, right? they know. It's Do I have not to lecture word. this person? No, I don't. You sure? No, they're just having fun. It's like okay. It's, so come it's, on, Mr. Just, Twitter. They're you playing know. along. Yeah, they're right? pl- completely playing yeah. along. <laughs> Irregardless Spoons eighteen. Tweets the only th- the only thing flat earthers have to fear is sphere itself. <laughs> I see what they're doing there. Sphere, I, I do. like the a sphere. Wait, do they think irregardless is a word? <laughs> what, why did you read that tweet? It's really good. That's funny. Is that funny, man? That's funny, right, man? Very funny. Uh, Wraith nineteen seventy five tweets out. Hey, don't blame foreigners for making the journey to America. You could actually have, you know, also, I'm going to lecture you on this one, too, because you could have actually made America italicized, and then it would be foreigner, journey, and America all, all 
band names. Anyway. No, that, that's cute, Pat. Considering yeah. you're Mr. Mm-hmm. Twitter, you would know that you can't <clears throat> do italics on the Twitter. Well, they did it right here. Or you did. Somebody oh. did. Wow. Christian, did you do that? Or is that something that I'm not familiar with on Twitter? Oh, oh he, he did, did that. that. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Very good. So, then you Christian, failed. you could have italicized yeah. America and then it would show huh. that that's three, three rock bands. band names. Mm-hmm. Hey, don't play foreigners for making the journey to America for following <laughs> a dream that they don't stop believing. Cute, right? That's good stuff right there. Good stuff. Yeah, it took a long time there to get to the well, but we somehow made it. Uh, Sabes 84. <laughs> Talking about the panini, you know, the yeah, sandwich. So Jeffy doesn't know how to pronounce right. panini. The panina is the fourth ship that Jeffy came over to the New World on. Just him. Because of his size, he needed his own ship. <laughs> so it was the Nina, the Pinta, the Santa Maria, and the Panina uh, that carried Jeffy over here. And it didn't sink? No, I guess. I mean, it was like, you know, pretty sturdy ship, I'm sure. Wow, they don't make them like they used they to. They don't. They do not. You could not do that today. Somehow we lost the ability to make ships that were that sturdy. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, also, the Trump administration, we were just talking about some of the things this administration has done and done well. Uh, the Trump administration is ordering the Palestine Liberation Organization, the PLO, to shut down its Washington, D.C. office in a bid to increase pressure on Palestinian leadership amid stalled peace, peace talks. So we're it. telling them get to out. get out. Get out. Out. That, that is unbelievable. What that is other fantastic. President? No other no president, other president has done would this. do this. I love it. <laughs> We've been notified by a U.S. official of their decision to close the Palestinian mission to the U.S. PLO Secretary General Saeed Arakat said in a statement State Department confirmed the move yesterday. We have permitted the PLO office to conduct operations that support the objective of achieving a lasting comprehensive peace between Israelis and the Palestinians since the expiration of a previous waiver in November 2017. However, the PLO has not taken steps to advance the start of a direct and meaningful negotiation with Israel. Wow. That's true. Holding them accountable. I love that. Nobody else does. I've never seen this. Mm. I've seriously never seen it. I... Yes, you have to say the guy's got giblets. You have to say that. Say it. The guy's got giblets. The guy's got giblets. Right? All together. One, two, three. The The guy's guy's got got giblets. giblets. Okay, that's all of us saying it together, and that means it's so. To the contrary, PLO leadership has condemned a U.S. peace plan they have not yet seen and refuse, refuse to engage with the U.S. government with respect to peace efforts and otherwise. As such, and reflecting congressional concerns, the administration has decided that the PLO office in Washington will close at this point. Bye-bye. <laughs> I love it. You know, it's, it's interesting. Everybody on this planet, except us, and there's one other nation, and I, it, it's like an unexpected place, but... Everybody else condemns and, and seems to hate, seemingly hates Israel. 
I, I need to find out who the other one is that's usually with us on these uh, when we abstain I thought there was or about, vote no on the seems UN. Like, seems like there was a handful. Sometimes Great Britain, but it's almost always some other little out-of-the-way place. Oh, yeah, that's going to last, uh, you know, where they have halal meats elections now at uh, yeah, I know. Subways. Uh, let's see. But I, I remember that was a recent vote. Yeah, there was eight against condemning Israel. Eight there votes. were eight? Yeah. Can, do you have them? Can you name them? Of course. Why would why would the story that comes mm, why up... Would it, why would it name them? That would be silly. Uh, I'll find that list. <laughs> we don't want to know who those uh, great nations are. Mm-mm. Because, uh, and it's not just other nations. It's it's so many people. It's It's the whole mindset of this planet has turned against Israel. How did that happen? They're the ones most like us. They're the ones who aren't teaching their children to hate somebody from the second they're able to learn those things. Teaching them on kids' programming, on television. The PLO is programming kids from the beginning to hate Israel, to think of them as pigs and subhuman. Yep. And in addition to the United States, when they had this vote in December, Mm -hmm. um, the eight that voted against that resolution that would have condemned Israel... Um, were the United States, Guatemala, Honduras. It might be Guatemala. Israel itself, of course. Marshall uh-huh. Islands. Okay. Uh, Nauru. Nauru. There's, you, you don't want to mess with Nauru. Oh. I don't know why, because I, I, don't, I don't think I've ever even heard of Nauru. I haven't either. It, it sounds like, like <laughs> the made-up country in Black Panther. What was that one? What was that one again? Uh, Wakanda. Yeah, Wakanda. But, okay, my bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Palau. Palau. Yeah, it's right. kind of like a Batman sound mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. And Togo. <laughs> wow. Not even Great Britain. No. N- no see. European nation. Uh, there were some abstentions. There's quite right. a few abstentions. Uh, I'm look UK down. probably abstained. I, I don't. I mean, I don't see the United Kingdom. Kind of gutless wonder, are you? If you can't just support United Kingdom, voted to condemn. No, you're kidding me. Wow. Wow. That's kind of a surprise. All right, well, uh, that's what the world is coming to, I oh, guess. Oh, that was the capital decision. Is that the same thing we're talking about? Yeah, right? Yeah. Okay, just making mm. sure. That was the Israeli capital decision. Yep. Um, okay. Amazing. Hmm. Why would you not want the capital? Why would you not want the embassy to go to the capital city? It doesn't make any sense. Why would you deny that Jerusalem is the capital of Israel? Unbelievable. <laughs> it's just really... I mean, hmm? it's inconceivable to me. You're using the word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think it means what you think it means. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Inconceivable. It's inconceivable. But again, you, you know. You're using the word. Yeah. I don't think it means what you think it means. Time to watch that movie again. I think too. Think just, so? Yeah, just to feel better. Really? Just to take it back to nineteen eighty six or eighty seven, whenever that came out. They just celebrated the 30-year anniversary. Was that just last year or the year before? Yeah. yeah. So, and then we had, uh, uh, what's-his-face that played Wesley? We had him on uh, Glenn's show a couple years ago. Got a book about the... Super nice guy. And, yeah, he published the book for the 30th Mm -hmm. anniversary. And I forget what it was. It was called As You Wish. Yep. I believe. Yeah. And really... Really a nice guy this time. We talked to him another time, like years ago, and he was not so nice. <laughs> he had a real toot. 
So either he changed or he was just having a bad day that day. Who knows? Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. They're having a bad day at the uh, panel that is advising the state board of education on what seventh graders should learn in in their social studies courses. They have urged the board of education to delete the label heroic from a curriculum standard about the Alamo defenders in the state of Texas. In Texas, yeah. That's it isn't that seems like it's the same state where the Alamo is located, where the Alamo actually took place. Am I right on that? Am, Gosh, I am mean, I confusing it with some other place? I'd have or? to Google that and get back to you. I think the Alamo was in Texas. Maybe. Yeah, we'll look that up. Maybe the proposed tweak to a directive about what teachers should teach about Texas history and the state's most iconic battle infuriated several state politicians, including. Governor Greg Abbott, thank goodness. Thank goodness for that guy. He characterized the non-binding advice as political correctness run amok. Stop political correctness in our schools, he tweeted out um, in response to the story. Of course, Texas school children should be taught that the Alamo defenders were heroic. I fully expect the Board of Education to agree. A little pressure from the governor of the state there. Contact your state board of education member to complain about this. We have one of the best governors in the history of this planet. Mm -hmm. The recommendation made in a report issued last month was one of several hundred tweaks, additions, deletions offered by the advisory group reviewing state curriculum standards for social studies. The panel said heroic was a... Value charged word. Oh no! You don't want any values being taught to kids. Don't do that. Heaven forbid you teach them a value <laughs> or a word that's charged in that way. The advisory committee also, which is made up, by the way, of educators and historians, they also suggested. Yeah, you know what you should also do is remove the requirement that students. Explain the Travis letter, sometimes referred to as victory or death letter. It's the one where uh, William Barrett Travis, during the Battle of the Alamo, declared, I shall never surrender or retreat. I am determined to sustain myself as long as possible and die like a soldier who never forgets what is due to his own honor and that of his country. Victory or death, he wrote in 1836. Yeah, don't don't teach him that. Don't teach him about honor. And the guy was willing to give his life in defense of his country. Don't do that. They don't need to hear about that. Now, this is interesting because George P. Bush is the what is his title? Like land commissioner, land commissioner, think, land right? commissioner. See, George P. Bush. His big deal before the election in 2016 was that he wanted to reimagine the Alamo. Remember that? He was going to move things around. He was going to make it more uh, palatable to others I, from other countries. Is it more neutral or something? Neutral, yeah. Uh, yes. But now he has tweeted out, this political correct nonsense is why I'll always fight to honor the Alamo defender's sacrifice. Uh-huh. His letter and the defender's actions must remain at the very core of Texas history teaching. This is not debatable to me. Whoa, where did that come from? Whoa, is it a lot? 
Oh, it is, it's an election year. Sorry, I just looked at the calendar. <laughs> yeah. I had forgotten where we were on that. <laughs> okay. So. so apparently he learned his lesson on that? I don't know. It didn't hurt him in the primary, so no, why is it, it going to hurt him in the statewide? I don't, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know, quite frankly. 888-900-3393. There is more Pat Gray Unleashed that's it's inevitable. inevitable. Okay. You are listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh things look like they're about to get really ugly in North Carolina. And so Mercury One partners are getting ready to provide aid and relief to those affected by Hurricane Florence. Early reports indicate that this will be a pretty serious storm, obviously, and affect a lot I mean it's a gigantic storm. Um, so Mercury One is getting ready to help as soon as we possibly can there. And if you'd like to help out in that area, mercuryone.org slash hurricane relief 18. Mercuryone.org slash hurricane relief 18. Or you can just go to mercuryone.org and just click on the links there. But Operation Barbecue Relief is deploying, pre-deploying with uh, Mercury One. And uh, they'll have proteins uh, to Charlotte, North Carolina, so they can be staged. They're ready to deploy with aid quickly. They'll be working with the Salvation Army to feed first responders. Team Rubicon also staging along several areas in the coast with advanced teams to help out as soon as they possibly can. So again, mercuryone.org slash hurricane relief 18. Yeah, right now Florence is a category four. They're saying so. I mean, and last night, uh, last night they were saying it was going to be a category four all the way till when it hits shore, when it makes landfall. Now they're they've downgraded that to a three by the time that's still pretty strong. That's a big boy, too. Yeah, I mean, a big gigantic. Yep, gigantic. So, our thoughts and prayers are with everybody along the east coast, and hopefully, that will uh weaken as it gets closer to shore. Triple eight. 933393 also over the weekend they hailed the Miss America pageant and i believe for the first time ever no swimsuit competition and finally right? I'm so over oh, women man. wearing swimsuits who wants to see that i do not no one no no one wants to see Please. that it's just it's well, it's gross it's oppressive too it's oppressive i mean right i uh, just i mean nobody wants to see that of course nobody wants to see it Without the comp- without the swimsuit competition either, because nobody watched. <laughs> really, nobody watched. Wow, were people still watching it though? Uh, they, I mean, to a certain extent. But now it's ridiculous. But huh? now they just hit. Get this, their worst ratings ever. <laughs> wow, for when it airs on a regular broadcast network. So. It was down 36% in 18 to 49, 19% in total viewers. Anybody who knows, that's humongous. It actually placed 
fourth on the night. Now, this is Gretchen Carlson's deal. She completely redid this thing when she was brought in. She said, uh, as soon as she came in to, to chair the organization, she said, we've heard from a lot of young women who say, we'd love to be a part of your program, but we don't want to be out there in high heels in a swimsuit. So guess what? You don't have to do that anymore. Who doesn't want to be empowered, learn leadership skills, pay for college, and be able to show the world who you are as a person from the inside of your soul? And that's what we all wanted to see. But we just, I guess a lot of people just couldn't find it on the dial anywhere. (laughs) Dang it. Let's just put 50 souls on the stage then and judge on that. (laughs) So stupid. Well, I mean, you fundamentally altered what this thing is, haven't you? You've, I, and she said, it's not a pageant anymore. It's a competition. Oh, okay. What are you competing in? Well, your souls. Talking? Yeah, you're just your souls. Yeah. Okay, so you get up there and we'll look at all the souls. Mm-hmm. What does a soul look like, do you think? Uh, how, and t- how would it look in a swimsuit? Oh, I'm turning into Jeffy now. Wow, that was awful. <sighs> Sorry. I don't know why you even asked that question. That was super, super wrong. You're just a bad person, Keith. Oh, that's... Yeah, that's... Oh, that's it's... Affirmed. Confirmed! confirmed. As uh, mm-hmm. Alex Jones would say. Confirmed! High li- I got high-level sources. High-level sources at the CIA and Pentagon. Confirmed Keith Malinak's a bad person. Yep. I'm agreeing. Also, we were talking about um, uh, Governor Abbott and what a great governor he is a few minutes ago. Here's <laughs> some more proof of it. He's called for an end to red light cameras in Texas. I love that. Yes. Abbott wants to hit the brakes on red light cameras in Texas, announcing yesterday he's going to call for lawmakers to ban cities from using the traffic devices as soon as next year. He contends red light cameras can make intersections less safe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. By causing more rear end wrecks due to sharp braking. He adds that the cameras can pose a constitutional issue by rendering accused violators guilty until proven innocent. That's always been my thing Thank with you. It. Come to court. I can face my accuser. Let's do this. And I want I want your little camera there to, to talk. I'm gonna I'm yep. gonna put it up on on the uh, on the uh, witness stand and mm-hmm. go. And you can't tell you can't me what that. you witnessed, camera. You can't face your accuser. Uh, lawmakers have already called for a renewed effort to unplug red light camera enforcement in Texas, promising to push a ban in the 2019 legislative session. However, past efforts have struggled to gain momentum, failing to reach the governor's desk. Advocates for the cameras say the cameras keep streets safer, lead to fewer side impact crashes, mm-hmm. and can oversee intersections when police officers can't. Yeah, I don't buy any of I that. I don't like that at all. No. You know, I um, I got uh, two of those mm-hmm. traffic cam tickets. Oh, you have? At the same intersection in Phillipsburg, New Jersey, one morning. Wow. And it was, you know what it was? Uh-uh. It was, I didn't I don't, stop you for, me okay, I got it. I got to the red light, and I guess I didn't <laughs> stop for a full three seconds. <laughs> okay. And so the camera, before I turned right. Yeah. So the camera got me. So you got two tickets for that? Mm-hmm. For one violation? Yeah, they were waiting for my mail, in my mail for me here when I moved to Texas. They are like, oh, by the way. <laughs> That's great. And so I hadn't quite moved yet, so uh, I went uh-huh. back, and I just happened to be waiting for the train one morning in New Jersey in between um, closing on the house here and moving back there. And there was a newspaper article, and I was reading it there. 
And uh, kids, those are things they print up. And anyway, so um, and it said they hadn't properly calibrated. I think sixty percent of the of those cameras, red light cameras, mm. in the state of New Jersey, and there was a big, you know, statewide lawsuit or something going forward. Um, I reached out to an attorney there. He told me, "Go away." But uh, so, did you I, pay it, or did yeah, you? Yeah, I paid it. You yeah. did pay it. Yeah, that's the thing because they know this is like borderline constitutional even they just make the fine 75 dollars doesn't go on your record we just want the money just Mm -hmm. pay us and avoid the hassle and so everybody does rather than challenging it and challenging the constitutionality of it but you know because we don't want to bother with it we just pay the fine but pat it makes the streets safer Uh uh-huh i mean it makes i don't think there's any study that that backs that up though no not that i i've never seen one anyway maybe there is one and i haven't seen it Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, this is a fun story. Um, did you read about the little girl's letter to Taco Bell? No, Nine year old Kinsley James of Michigan asked her mom if they could go to Taco Bell. Uh, and Cindy, her mom, the mother of three, was she wasn't able to take her daughter. She said, "No, honey, I can't. We've got I've got too much to do today. I can't do that." So, her nine year old daughter went upstairs to a room and wrote a letter dear taco bell goodness here we go (laughs) today i really wanted tacos but my mean mom (laughs) wouldn't take me awesome and i'm only nine so i can't drive to get some myself i would like to give you some reasons why you should deliver (laughs) one reason i believe that taco bell should deliver is because what if someone just had surgery and can't drive and they have no family to bring them any? Excellent point. That is. Boy, she's... Point number two from Kinsley. Okay. Reason two, she says, what if someone doesn't have a car but really wants to buy your stuff but can't get there? Um, Legitimate question. She is... Reason number three, she's on fire here. Intelligent. Or what if you're lazy? But you really want nacho fries. There's Jeffy's reason. Uh Uh-huh. Reason four. What if someone is too sick and just needs a taco, but doesn't really feel like leaving their house? (laughs) (laughs) And reason number five. Think about the people who have too much to do or are on a lunch break and don't have an extra 20 minutes to drive there. Yeah. In conclusion, Kinsley writes, this is why I believe that Taco Bell should have delivery. This is a good way for you to make more money. Sincerely, Kinsley Lynn James. Wow, they're still capitalists? <laughs> like little kids? It's so great. Wow. And Taco know. Bell loved it so much, they are paying for Kinsley and her mom to go to their convention in Las Vegas no, uh, that's whoa, whoa, coming up. Whoa. No, time yes, out. Yes, and they're going to give them tacos. They're going to bring them to her house. That's the whole point. <laughs> right. Are they bringing them to Kinsley or not? I don't have confirmation on that, so I don't know. We'll have to go to a high-level source at Taco Bell and find out. Okay. All right, 888 More Pack Ray Unleashed coming up. The Blaze Radio Network.
Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. <laughs> we are just talking about the injustice of the red light cameras. That used to incense me. And now, been beaten down with it and just accept it like everything else. <laughs> it's amazing how we could be so passionate about something. And then after a while, okay, I, I give up. I, I don't have yeah. time anymore for it. Yeah, I'll look through your terms and conditions and then I'll agree or not. And now then it's just like pretty wow. soon I won't do that either. I'm I just gonna check yeah, it. I don't have time just to read spy on me when pages. I'm in the shower. I don't Whatever. care. I just want the nice app. Please. I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> you can come and take my bone marrow at any sure. time. I I, whatever. I don't even yes. know if I need my bone yes, marrow. Yes, I want to use this app. Yes. You can gouge out both my eyes and get, donate them to science. Yes. Okay, here. I just want to use your stupid app. No, that one I'm not on but i see your point ish uh all right so we were just talking about the red light cameras and in china somebody took a stoplight situation into their own hands <laughs> this is amazing he was apparently and and this is another frustration to me especially in dallas there are some lights that i swear you gotta schedule your day around are you? yeah <laughs> they're red for ever I uh, ninety minutes. <laughs> oh, it's unbelievable. Okay, you're exaggerating. You're being conservative in your ninety minute red light <laughs> estimate. There, it's a, it's a good afternoon that you're just sitting there. Seriously, <laughs> yes. Uh, I have considered just going through them because it's like, is this thing broken? Is it ever gonna? Is it turning today? <laughs> this guy uh, decided he wasn't going to put up with it anymore. He's in. Uh, Changjin, China, and here's what here's what he did when okay. he got fed up <laughs> waiting for a light. Uh, he leaves his car, races up to it, and pulls it down. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> now, <laughs> then he walks back to his car calmly. <laughs> very strange that the red light is just set up on some sort of podium or something. What is that about? That is strange. It's is like, that typical in I China? I don't know. It's almost like a temporary light or something. So it's not hung up there. It's just resting on top of a So just platform. imagine, yeah, imagine like a, if you're listening on Blaze Radio, what we've got is in the middle of the intersection is just like a couple of stacks of blocks or something, like in a, looks like a kindergarten room or something. And then on top of it is just like a, a standalone light pole <laughs> with a red light on it. Has China not evolved to the point where they have actual stoplights at intersections that are hung from wires? Apparently not. Well, they're spending all their money on malls that no one will ever go to. And cities so. that don't really exist. So good That's for true. them. It's kind of cool. Uh, all right. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, we were... Mocking uh, Alex Jones is once in a while. Whoa, happens. whoa, I mean, whoa! We, no, you I mean, trip for yourself. We were we were celebrating uh, Alex Jones the other day. It was late last week. He uh, he was yelling at at Oliver Darcy, who used to work for the Blaze. And I mentioned this last week that he started, I guess, comparing Darcy to Glenn. Somehow, do we do we have that? Uh, do we have that video now? Actually, in our possession. Yes. Okay. So, I've been wanting to show this for days. Here's Alex Jones uh, and his weird thing with Oliver Darcy. This is unbelievable. I was literally saying I don't see the criminal news network here. 
but indeed we did it right there in front of the line of the trough to try to get in there and, and, and try to shut down conservative libertarian speech. And of course he comes from the loins of Glenn Beck. <laughs> the loins! I mean, look at those eyes, folks. If you want to see the eyes of a rat, the, no, I'm seriously, just, just <laughs> look at the camera. Look at those eyes. <laughs> look at those eyes. Wow, that... It proves that he comes from the loins of Glenn Beck. Well, Oliver Darcy's got the rat eyes, and so does his how old father, is, Glenn. How old is uh, oh, let's see. Oliver? Oh, you can do some math here. Yeah, we're going to do a little math. Okay. Right, you doing Oliver? Okay. How I didn't you? realize, and I've known Glenn for 30 years. Uh-huh. It's interesting to me that I'm just now finding Oliver Darcy is his illegitimate love child. I didn't. I didn't know that either. Did not Glenn's know that. Glenn's 54, and of course, Oliver Darcy is um hmm. does he not have a wikipedia page well when you come from loins i don't think that you have a date of birth um just so strange yeah i yeah there's no yeah i'm seeing that that's sad well he's got to be 35 why don't you do this would you guess 40 yeah i'm gonna email oliver uh all right yeah cool i've got his yeah okay (laughs) <laughs> okay, here's Oliver Oliver Darcy's uh, bio and supposedly his age. We're trying to find out if it's possible for Glenn to because Alex Jones is breaking things all the breaking news all the time, all the time, and uh, so it must be true. If Alex okay. Jones says he comes from the loins of Glenn, he must come from the loins. Yeah, of and Glenn. I'm sure Oliver Darcy's not doing anything right now. So hopefully he'll get back to me. Well, he works, at, he works at the Criminal News Network, so you know he's not doing anything. He needs but to take a break criminal from activity. writing up some fake news and yeah. get back to me on his date of birth here. Okay, so his occupation, oh wow, they've still got his occupation as Deputy Managing Editor for The Blaze. You need to update this just a yeah, tad. someone not manning the controls at that website. Uh-huh. Okay, uh, okay. We, we're not going to be able to find out how old Mm-mm. Oliver Darcy is. Nope. But I'll get back to you as soon as I get an update from Oliver about his date of birth. When, you know, when Alex is on something, you know you need to pay attention to it. Oh, I wonder if his uh, Twitter's got it. For instance, when, when he went on this rant about the deep space, deep state. Islamic um, State has taken responsibility. Mm-hmm. And the man known by the police uh, for issues, uh, I guess mental illness, had yeah. reportedly converted to Islam Uh-oh. in the last two months. But and even though that's being reported by Reuters and others, uh-huh. you're not seeing it on CNN or MSNBC. Mm-hmm. We've been tracking it. Maybe I missed it, but that's Maybe. pretty big news, isn't it? Yes. Now let's stop right there. Okay. Who was allied with ISIS and Al Qaeda during mm-hmm. the entire last six years of the Arab Spring? Well, uh-huh. Al Gore called for an Arab Spring here mm-hmm. in America. Okay. Al Gore. Mm-hmm. Al Gore. Phil Mudd and many others also said, mm-hmm. like the former deputy director. Uh, sure. Of the CIA, Phil Mudd said, okay. or like the former head of the CIA, uh, Mr. Brennan said, mm-hmm. there will be terror attacks in America, mm. and they're coming, and and Trump is going to be overthrown in the next two months. Oh wow! That was two months ago, basically to the day mm. of October first. Wait, what? Which is the 100 year <laughs> anniversary of 
the 100-year anniversary year of the Bolshevik Revolution of the, and the literal grandchildren of the folks that financed the Bolshevik Revolution well, there you out go. of New York and London Duh. are now bragging, saying Bolshevik 2 is launching. Bolshevik 2. I told you over and over again. You've said it over and over, Alex. That I believe their November 4th launch terror date yes. was a smokescreen. They will begin launching terror attacks in October. I should I think, be writing these dates They will now. get yeah. successively more intense until you basically come... Punch drunk to them, Basically. then they'll launch their main attack. Yeah. Here's the other big news. Here's the, here On it is. Saturday night, Monday morning, what? Sunday uh, morning, uh -huh. they released OJ released? just 20 hours before the attack took place, so That's all the media would come and be in place to cover this oh, event. Right. The whole thing has the hallmarks of being scripted by deep state Democrats <laughs> and their Islamic <laughs> allies using mental patient cutouts. I'm Alex Jones. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> Wow, that's a lot to digest. I, I didn't write any of that down. I feel like such a jerk now. There's so much there to glom. That's a lot huh. to digest. Holy huh. cow. <laughs> Deep shade. How did O.J. Simpson I, get into that mix? I'm, I was lost from about the second date he mentioned. That is so bizarre. Deep shade. But man, you... You learn things when you listen to Alex. You really do. I'm a pioneer. I'm an explorer. Yeah. I'm a human, and I'm coming. Oh, uh, okay. I'm animated. I'm alive. My heart's big. It's got hot blood going through it fast. Okay. All I like right. to fight, too. You. Oh. I like to eat. You like I like to, to eat? have children. And have children. Okay. I'm here. You have children you're I got here. a life force. This is a human. This is what we look like. This is what we act like. This is what everybody was like before us. This is what I am. I'm a throwback. I'm here. Mm -hmm. I've got the fire of human liberty. I'm setting fires everywhere. And sure. humans are turning on everywhere. Who among us has not had a similar rant to what you just heard? You can't argue with any of it because... What do you mean you... Are you what are you raising your hand for? I've you not, know you've... T I've heard you say oh. that exact... Almost word for word. That's not true. You've heard me Almost rant. every no, day. No, you've heard me rant at that <laughs> fever pitch, but not about human beings. I mean, it's well, important Well, and stuff. I mean, we learn so much, again, from this guy. Yes, it's possible for Glenn Beck to have... to have fathered Oliver Darcy. It, oh, it yes. is absolutely true. It is. That Oliver Darcy... Darcy has come from the loins Wait, is of it, Glenn Beck. It's true or it's possible that it's true? Yeah, it's Well, he said it. It must be true. Oliver is only 28 years old. Mm -hmm. Glenn would have been 26 at the time of his birth. Busted. <laughs> busted. Uh, busted. So, Wait, there you go. No, you don't I mean, we find out things about Glenn from Alex Jones all the time. Cruz, Drudge is an attack site uh -huh. for Trump campaign. Right. We're going to play this clip. In a moment, and, and then of course I never played it, but but but, but, but two weeks ago, mm. got any tranny porn, Alex? The cult leader Glenn Beck. I mean, he uh, he is now a official religious cult leader, and this he's the false. Oh, it it is official. He's an official cult leader now. Uh, you knew that, right? I, I, I mean, not, don't ask me a rhetorical yeah, question. Stupid. Prophet and his Messiah is uh, Ted Cruz. You know his mess his Messiah. Is Ted Cruz? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Huh? Is or is Ted Cruz? Ish. Okay. Ted Cruz. Oh. Hmm. Now, as a conservative, that Alex Jones seems to proclaim he is. Why wasn't he also 
in the camp of Ted Cruz. I don't know. He comes out and says that Drudge is anti-Christian now, and I'm crazy. When when, when has Glenn ever said Drudge is anti-Christian? And that I've diseased Drudge's mind. No, we've never said that about you. As as if I have any influence. Right. That's why we would never say that. That he's not a good source of information anymore because Glenn Beck. That part is true. Uh-huh. Said so. Uh-huh, okay. Hello? Aspartame admittedly makes you go blind. <laughs> okay, now we're on an, another another thought strain here that is also uh, very educational. Mm-hmm. Aspartame makes you go blind? It's in Diet Coke and thousands of other products. It's been proven. It's admitted. Oh. It's, it's, been, admitted. it's been proven... It's admitted. You know, Stu, he's, this is actually a good point now yeah. that I think about it because Stu's always, he drinks 15 Diet Cokes a day, right? He's yeah. walking into walls out here or the hallway. Uh-huh. Completely it, blind now. I'm making, blind as a bat. Now it's starting to come together. Yeah. It turns into what alcohol? It turns in. <laughs> Diet Coke turns into wood alcohol. Now that's fascinating. Okay. It, and, and, and Beck said he was going blind. So Beck said he was going blind. I wrote a story and all the medical links to it. Lynch. With Paul Watson a few years ago and sent it to Beck and sent it to Drudge. And Drudge linked to it under the story about Beck going blind, hmm. trying he? to help him. And right. You're trying to, trying to help him. I mean, if there's one thing Alex Jones is, I think we can all agree. He's a helper. A helper. He's a helper. Hmm. Glenn Beck made fun of it on air and said we were idiots the next day. I doubt that. Did, is that true? I don't remember. I, I don't remember ever even talking about his aspartame thing. I don't I don't remember any of that. That's the type of cynical, cynical. twisted weirdo. Twisted weirdo. As Kurt Nemo wrote it, that we're dealing with here. Wow. I know the inside baseball on Beck. I'm not going to get into it. But no, get, end up, do. Get no, into we it. We need this no, we information. Need I mean, Let's the, hear the man it. is my employer. I want to know who wanna, this guy is. It's uh-huh. been... You know, scamming me for 30 years right, now. I'm right. tired of it. I, Tell me, I, I, Alex. I need to know these things. Let it years. out. Destroying himself. I mean, he is a egomaniac, mm. super narcissist. Shh. Super narcissist. Wow. Probably psychotic in my view. In his view, probably, probably. psychotic. Like he's, and he's saying he's not sure if, if it's in his view that he's psychotic. Right, but probably. probably. He's insane. He's insane. And wants to be a cult leader. <laughs> this guy. Is saying anybody else in the world is insane? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and and Drudge has shown that. Yeah. And so now he's anti-Christian. See, if you don't support the prophet, the prophet. Moses' return, you didn't know? Like the two prophets of Revelation, it's, it's Ted Cruz and Glenn Beck. You didn't know? He says he's a, a priesthood. He's starting. Oh, oh yeah. He says oh, really? he's starting a priesthood? Oh, I missed get, that discussion, too. I want too. to get in on the ground floor. Right? That, right? Yes. Because I I missed that part. If he's starting a new priesthood, I want to... Why didn't we... We weren't even offered a part of that. <laughs> Maybe we could get in on the ground floor of realtorsitrust.com, but not his cool priesthood cult. I, I want to The liberal that. hardcore shock jock that uh-huh. was hired... Right- liberal hardcore shock jock. Okay. Before 9-11 and gotten ready uh-huh. to come out mm-hmm. to, be to be the synthetic Alex Jones. I mean, I've been told that by the executives involved. <laughs> this is such bull crap. He's been told, you've been told that by what executives involved? Where they sat and he's an actor and watched weeks no. of my videos and shows. <laughs> watched weeks of his videos? No, that's been your job. 
oh, to go yeah. through. You uh-huh. were the designated Alex Jones <laughs> audio miner. First of all, Glenn didn't even know who the guy was until yeah. I introduced him to him. <laughs> and we've never gone through weeks of his audio. He said, take this and mix it with Oprah. That's what I was told by the executives that used to run his operation. Oh. He's a mixture of Oprah Winfrey and Alex mm-hmm. Jones. Oh, please. All in a big, weird doughboy's body. When, when he's, was this? A cult leader. There, he's calling anybody else a doughboy. When was this? And <laughs> I when don't know. is Glenn gonna sue? <laughs> what in the world? Crazy. I mean, that's unbelievable. A Nelly, a Nelly, All right. high priest, Hi, a Nelly high priest. Nelly high priest. I don't know Scared what. to death, by the way. Scared. Dozens of security people. Oh, <sighs> oh, that oh. he did the he did the paper uh, wrinkle. Which proves it's all true. Yep. You can't do that if the information he has in his hand isn't true. Well, and it's also a CIA top secret document. You mean, Don't forget. CIA. And he thinks he can dictate what mm-hmm. happens and who operates. And now Ted Cruz right. comes out and demonizes, demonizes the Drudge Report. The Drudge Report. Hmm. Wow. That is, whew, that's a lot of stuff. So that's a, from a couple of years ago then. Yeah, it is. Sounds yeah, like Yeah, yeah. Probably during the campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, but fascinating education there from Alex. He's Thank you for that. He's not sounding so stable. <laughs> Holy crap. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three more Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Great to have you with us, 888-900-3393, and uh, at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Um, are these new ones? Yep. Yeah? We yes, have from, from Tom Sheehan. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you sure that note to Taco Bell was written by a little girl? Sounded like it was written by Jeffy. <laughs> oh, this one was coherent. Uh, yeah, that's that's the thing. That's how you know Jeffy didn't write it. If Jeffy had written it, it would have been Dear Taco Bell, 18. And then they probably wouldn't have known what he's talking about. So, Struggling Lumbee tweets, Kinsley has better reasoning than Miss Teen South Carolina. <laughs> Dear Taco Bell, what if people don't have maps? <laughs> okay, you know what she's done there? What has she done? It inspired me to... Oh, how long, how long has it been since we played Miss South Carolina? Oh, and think we just talked about swimsuits and competition right. and, uh, and Miss America stuff. Well, that's just negligence on our part. <laughs> Definitely, <laughs> we didn't we didn't bring this to the table. I personally believe that, that U.S. Americans are mm-hmm. unable to do so to do so because, because uh, some some people out there in, our nation, there in our nation don't, don't have that have and uh, i believe that and our ed- education like such as in south as africa south and africa uh, the iraq everywhere the iraq. like such as everywhere like such as i believe that they should, uh, should our education over here over in the here. u.s should help the u.s, the US, 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 US. should help south or, africa no there's south africa it should help the iraq and the asian countries. and the iraq and the asian so countries. we will be able to build up our future <laughs> Okay, so, I mean, priceless. Priceless. 
Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Yeah, we've been getting mileage out of that yeah. for eleven years now, and it's well Think deserved of mileage. Eleven years. She's like forty six years old now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> She's aged a little quicker than we have. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Viviana Vargas was worried after her son Matthias was born in April last year. Thirty year old Venezuelan mom wasn't able to breastfeed him sufficiently due to stress and other problems, so the six-pound baby was on the verge of malnutrition. She and her husband began to look for infant formula in Venezuela, but it's a little pricey and scarce. They found out that a 14-ounce can of powdered formula, good for maybe a week, cost about twice the monthly minimum wage at the time. Six million boulevards or in America three dollars is that amazing three dollars is the equivalent of six million boulevards so she says we started to go into crisis we had to travel to a Colombian town to find the right baby formula for Matthias and they were lucky they were able to scrape together the money to buy about $200 worth in several cans, enough to feed the baby at night, just at night, once a day for six months. Jeez. This is what socialism has wrought. She, but she wanted to give her baby the healthiest start possible without ruining the family budget, and she found it in an unexpected way. Her boss uh, at an online food delivery company where she works as a sales executive had a sister and that sister volunteered to give Vargas breast milk. It's gotten so bad in Venezuela that people are having to find other people who can, you know, store up breast milk and, and give it to the people who need it. So she received frozen breast milk from this woman about every 15 days, preserved in little plastic bags. I didn't even know you could freeze breast milk. Mm. It's kind of icky. Um, Matthias gained the proper weight in just weeks. It was incredible, she said. He's now 16 months old. But this is, again, what socialism has wrought. A country so desperate. Moms can't feed their babies. They don't have any health care. They can't get medication. They're having to cross the border into Colombia and, and other countries uh, just to find something to eat or to get any kind of medical care or like antibiotics. So sad. And yet still, the Democrats continue to head down that road and tell you that you're crazy for bringing up Venezuela as an example of what socialism can do. 888 Use that number tomorrow and we'll talk to you then right here on Pat Gray Unleashed. Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.